That kid is back on the escalator again. Leave it alone. What? Comics. Who are you? I'm Batman. TV and movies. Wrestling. Oh, no. Music. We are just A podcast about things you actually care about. Hosted by a couple of guys who actually care about those things, too. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Maybe a little too much. Yes. That's awesome. The talented one, Chris Machete. That no-talent ass clown became famous. And Brenton. You know, that guy from your other favorite podcast. I liked it. I was good at it. So grab onto the handrail and don't let go. This is the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Here's CM and BD. Producer says we're good to go. We're good to go with us. We're hanging out. Um, Just uh, it's Kids on the Escalator. It's Tuesday night. Back on Tuesday night for uh, we've been a a couple of Wednesdays. Uh, You know we had some some big guests with some pretty hefty schedules, so we kind of had to work around them. You know what I'm saying? Mm. We're not, it's especially not boneless, especially boneless, right? What a guy to work around there. Yeah. It's not, kidding, we're not, it's not boneless. quite big enough. I mean, we're huge in certain markets, thick in the hog, the hag just outside of Amsterdam, a few of these other ones, but we're not quite big enough to dictate our timing yet. So well, it's not, we were huge in Oshawa last week, man. Like right. last week, Oshawa was on <laughs> fire with the kids Oshawa. on the escalator show. It was good. It was good. Yeah. And then uh, to, to, uh, Chris Boneless and uh, Gary Begner. Thanks for coming on, buddies. That was really Yeah, cool. guys, that was awesome. And we got our buddy Mike back with us. Yeah, Mike's uh, back. Dun, 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 Mike, dun, dun, it is dun. episode 21. Holy wow. Crap. The tw- from, you know, quarter century. And then, uh, and there we go. So um, we're legal to drink amazing. in the States now. It's been a very exciting uh, time over in Brantford. Uh, sad yeah. and somber, but also, uh, you know, uh, the Walter Gretzky funeral happening just a block away from your house, I guess. Eh? Something like that. Yeah, well, the uh, he was interred at uh, the Farrington uh, Cemetery, which is literally you go down my street, you hang a right, and you go up the hill towards the Bell Homestead, yeah. and it's yeah, it's two minutes away, and it was really cool because. Um, uh, Owen and my son Owen and I, uh, my son Owen and I, I can't speak at this time of day. Uh, we were on our way to Hamilton. And as we were pulling out, this must have been around the time where they were already up at the at the cemetery. People were lined up Mount Pleasant Road, which if you're from Brantford, you kind of know. Uh, it just it winds its way up. People were lined up in jerseys. They had hockey sticks, tapping sticks when when the procession went by. It was the coolest thing. It's, oh, uh, nice. I saw that, Chris. Um, now we are, I, I don't have a Wayne Gretzky story or a Walter Gretzky story, but Chris, you do. I do. I have a, I have a Walter and a Wayne Gretzky story. So, um, when I was younger, I was lucky enough to, uh, you know, have my parents supported me in hockey and everything. It was, uh, the equipment and everything and had me play on the, uh, the all-star travel team, as we called it back then, depending on what kid you were talking to, it was, it was the team you played on. We played a lot. So I went to a hockey school when I was, I have the shirt downstairs and I wish I, could have had time to find it because it's tiny. But anyway, I was at the Wayne Gretzky Hockey School in Tilsonburg, Ontario. I went for a few seasons. I've had two or three anyway. So um, my dad was late twice out of the whole summer to pick to do things for me. Nothing major, though. Nothing major. But because of this, the first time he was late, um, I, was, I was pretty little. I couldn't get my skates tied properly. So Walter Gretzky tied my skates for me. Now, rumor has it that my dad possibly showed up partway through that, opened the door, saw it going on. I just kind of stood and let it happen. 
<laughs> I, I'm not, I don't, that, that's possibly the rumor of what happened partially there. Um, but wow, he was so nice to me. And I, you know, I was a little dude. So I was a little like, oh no, my skates. And I tried to do it. And I think he saw that I wasn't quite getting them tight enough, maybe. So he stepped in and helped me. I didn't ask him. He stepped in to help me. So, wow. But, you know, nice guy. Thanks. But he touched my life. That's crazy. And and uh, and then the, the second time my father was a little bit late was uh, the very last day. And I'm waiting for him. And in pulls this, this nice little red hot rod and out steps a young Wayne Gretzky. And then my dad pulls in right in front. It was like he pulled in and then my dad pulled in right like that. Now we got a photo and everything together. So. I got to meet Walter and Walter was there for uh, the majority of everything of the ice time stuff. Right. He was there. Um, but the other people uh, that were there at this thing were crazy. Um, I'm trying to think back, like Colin Campbell back. Cause he was a player back in the day. Right. Colin Campbell was there. And I remember like, he was one of the guys that ran the whole deal. There were so many other famous uh, hockey players. That it was amazing. There's, it was really rad time. I was just a wee little guy back then. Right? I was probably novice. So I, I can't remember what age novice would be, but it was really young. Novice Adam, I think. I Mike, do you have any uh, Brantford? Like, uh, do you have a, a Walter well, Wayne story from Brantford? Like Walter, uh, Walter, you you saw around town, and I know in the last couple of years, I I, I believe I heard that he was suffering from Parkinson's. Um, years ago, uh, my kids went to uh, Walter Gretzky Public School. The there was a, wow. an elementary school that was uh, opened up in his honor. Uh, they they named it after him, and uh, they went there. So. Uh, he came to like the big, you know, the the ribbon cutting ceremony. So, you know, both kids got to meet Walter. I think Owen's got like a golf ball signed by Walter and and Julie's got like a little thing. And it, I mean, he was he was all over town. And uh, there was a story in the Brantford Expositor and talking about the hole that Walter's passing uh, is leaving in the minor hockey world here because he was always, always at the rink and so gracious to a fault, uh, always had time, you know, just a really, really nice guy. And, you know, the, the words going around, you know, after his passing, you know, he was hockey's greatest father. And and he really was. Some would say maybe uh, Eric Lindros's dad was hockey's greatest father, but no, no, maybe that's I'm thinking I'm thinking the other oh, my, for my era, for my yeah. era, Walter Gretzky for sure. Oh yeah, no, he, Walter he was, Gretzky, absolutely. For his era, yeah. He had the We're hands gonna... that he passed down to his son, right? So as we always when I used to talk with hockey guys, they always talk about, you know, wow, his dad must have had some hands, like, you know, just the shots and the the touch, right? Yeah. Well, and I mean, Dean probably has a few Walter stories because I know Dean used to do the the ball hockey tournament out here with uh, Kevin Smith. If I oh nice, oh yeah, we're we're sharing Walter Gretzky stories. Are we live right now? We live. We are right now. So Uh, just make sure you're really make sure you're really comfortable, Dean. Just make sure you're really comfortable there. (laughs) All right, I'm good now. I'm good now. So why don't you tell a Walter Gretzky story and then we'll get into the thing. Hey, there's JJ. Now Hi, we JJ. Lachlan, What's up, we got buddy? Cross coming on. Dean, hey, everybody. Walter Gretzky yeah. story. Um, first of all, we need more people on this podcast. Second oh, of yeah. all, <laughs> you got 17 more. Second of all, Walter, um, well, I don't know. You know, there's two Walters that, that people talk about. And I never met the first Walter. It was like pre aneurysm Walter. And he was uh, apparently a hard ass. And Wayne kind of referred to it in his. Um, in his, in his father's eulogy the other day of the funeral, I only knew the, the Walter that everybody raves about. And he was that guy. Like he was, he was nuts. 
he was literally crazy for people. He was crazy for smiles. He was, he couldn't stop smiling. He couldn't stop shaking people's hands. And, and I remember one time it was uh, when we did that ball hockey tournament in Brantford and uh, Kevin Smith um, was there and, and he, he and I helped put, put it on and we took the, the, the center face off or the opening face off the ceremonial face off. And Walter came out with like some, I don't know, some town crier or whatever. It was weird, but um, we took the ceremonial face off and Walter leans in and he goes, Hey, you wouldn't mind like looking around for any broken hockey sticks uh, during this whole tournament, would you? And I'm like, uh, sure. Why is that? He goes, well, I, uh, the kids down at the CNIB would really love it. I, I make a bunch of benches with them on Saturdays and Sundays. And, and so I always go in there with like wooden sticks that are broken and they get really excited. So if you could do that for me, that'd be great. And I go, yeah, that'd be awesome. He goes, do you want Wayne to sign something for you? Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, I don't right now. I, I, I said, I'm good, but that was just how he was. I mean, he just was always thinking of everybody else. He just was uh, consistency. Consistency was his thing. Like he was always happy. You see him in a leaf game and I saw him at a hundred leaf games too. And mm. always having like a pocket full of Sharpies, which he would give me one all the time. He goes, Oh, take one. You need one too. You need one nice one like this. It's just, He's just, he was Canada's hockey dad. He was incredible. Mm-hmm. You should have asked him if he wanted to meet Kevin Smith. You know, he didn't, he, dude, he didn't know who Kevin was. No, I was he signed by Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Smith pulls out a Gretzky rookie card. Could you sign this for me, please? I agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I was pissed because he took Kevin down into the basement and oh, yeah. me. So I was, I was a little annoyed. Well, Chris told, just told a story about his uh, getting his skates tied by Walter, and uh, yeah. and uh, uh, when his dad forgot to pick him up at high or drop him off or pick him up. Oh, he just wasn't—he didn't show up in time yeah. to tie my skates at the beginning of the day. Yeah, we did all kinds of stuff at that hockey camp. It was like, you know, baseball and whatever. And yeah, it was good. Yeah. But Walter was all over that man. The two—I yeah. was just novice. I was novice, so I was just a little nerging. We got guests. We got guests this week. Look at all these people. Mike, welcome them. Co-host JJ, back into the fic- into the mix here, buddy. How you doing over there, Lachlan? We had to have you back on. I mean, we're going to talk one division, you know. All right, I got thoughts. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, and of course, Dean Blundell, how you doing, sir? Thanks for coming back on the pod and uh, joining us here. Yeah, awesome. Um, any uh, Lachlan, JJ, any uh, Wayne Gretzky, uh, Walter Gretzky thoughts there to add to the mix? I know you guys did a pod earlier this week, Dean, about it, but um, uh, Mike lives in Brantford, so we we were chatting a little bit about it when we started here. But right. I thought it was a really nice touch at the funeral where everyone was out on the street tapping the tapping the sticks. It's funny mm-hmm. too because um, I Dean and I have been doing this for a hundred years, and uh, so we all know all these people in uh, in in the business, and and I, I feel like I'm the only one that didn't get a picture with Walter Gretzky. (laughs) I met the guy, but every single broadcasting friend that I know, I'm not that guy. Are you that guy, Dean? All right, let's get a pick. I've never been that guy. And then every time someone dies or there's they're in the news for some reason, all these pictures show up and I'm always like, maybe I should have got a picture with Walter. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I just never think of it, but um, he showed up at a radio station. I was working at in Edmonton with his, uh, with his son, Wayner to do an interview um, for some uh, charity thing. And, and, uh, and, and like Dean said, he was just, um, just the sweetest guy in the world. Like we were, 
yeah, we were chatting in the back. And I, and I remember saying that to, cause I, I didn't know who, who he was really. I mean, I, you heard him, but I never met him, heard of him. Oh, but who he was? Are you fucking Well, insane? I knew who he was. I didn't know him <laughs> as a person. Okay. So I was surprised at how nice he was. Right. So yeah, just, just a sweet. And Wayne was really nice too. Usually could smell booze on his breath too. Whenever I met Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some classic Good guy to have a drink there. with. That's another podcast. Yeah, I partied with Wayne one night. That was like my life dream, and it came true. I partied with Wayne one night. His wife was in the Van Halen video, Hot for Teacher. Oh, was she really, Janice? Yeah, I didn't know that. Coincidentally, it was the night after Dean partied with Wayne that he got sober. So, (laughs) (laughs) So. he smacked him in his shape. That was years later. Gentlemen, welcome. Uh, Okay, WandaVision has wrapped up, and there's lots to talk about. uh, Lachlan, thanks. And Dean, you guys uh, were almost out and then you stuck around. So uh, <laughs> here we are to talk about it. It's been a lot, to, a lot to decipher and break down. And it definitely changed uh, some the way television. I, I think they changed the potentially the way the MC. We need you to sit up. I feel like I'm in bed with you. This is Okay. So let's go around. Let's go around the horn for a minute. JJ, let's start with you. You're just jump, jumping in here, buddy. So um, let's just do a, a bit of around the horn, about just overall thoughts about, can I not give my Walter Gretzky story? Everyone just yeah. like zip pass. Do you have a picture with Walter? No, we need it. In two th- I do have a picture with Walter Gretzky. In 2004, I was walking through Brantford and he walked up to me and punched me right in my chest. Said, oops, I thought you were somebody else. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Seriously? Coming to America joke. Uh, but he, I, was in, uh, I was in Brantford when I worked at a station called The Beat with Mike. And uh, we were at some car dealership and he, he turned up and... Uh, echoing everything you guys have said and he made sure to shake hands with like everybody that turned up and it became more about coming to shake hands with walter gretzky than it was about the car dealership that we i can't even remember the car dealership but uh, he was just that guy he waited around for everybody to uh shake hands take pictures and of course i got a picture as well so that's it one division sorry i didn't get a picture oh (laughs) son of a bitch sorry it's okay jj yeah uh, WandaVision, are we shifting gears now back to WandaVision? Yeah, yeah buddy. Wanda. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, my, my it, it's fine. It was fine. I, I want to say it was, it was great, but it, it didn't, it, to me, it, uh, it didn't have the impact of, uh, an MCU movie. Uh, it felt very experimental the whole way through. And, uh, there were too many teases, uh, that I had to read about later and, or go to, to YouTube later to, to figure out what, what, what does this mean with regards to, uh, the multiverse of madness, the next Dr. Strange movie. And I was so disappointed that, uh, uh Evan Peters, turned out to be uh what do they call him boner ralph boner ralph boner Boner. i was like oh what the fuck come on (laughs) like why i really wanted i really wanted that to be the thread to uh to the x-men it still might be buddy it still might be it's like the parallels between that guy and the other quicksilver and they'd be crazy to give up on that character right so i would don't give up on him yet buddy don't give up on him yet most storylines include a boner just. Yeah, <laughs> that's like Michael Seaver's <laughs> Michael Seaver's best friend, right? It was Boner. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I I just wish that they they would have they would have uh, really uh, committed to tying it to the the X Men universe. So that was my yeah. the big disappointment for me. Yeah, we didn't see that, did we? We didn't. But no. I, I saw. I'm, I I was thinking that too. But uh, I was discussing with Brent off air. So I don't think they thought that WandaVision was going to be a big deal. Like uh, 
you know what I mean? Opposed to say the black widow that was supposed to be put out all this other stuff that was supposed to be put out. Yeah. They have this, they have WandaVision like, Oh, uh, well, are they going to like it? And everybody went nuts for it, which was crazy. Cause yeah, there was, it, it got over-examined. I was one of the people that over-examined it. You know what I mean? Well, we've been, like, we've like, been desperate for it. We've been desperate for yeah. the movies, right? And it's the best yeah. we had. I have a question for you because I was sort of thinking about that. I, I had a moment today where I was catching up because I hadn't watched the the finale yet. So I I, uh, I finished up with Dean's podcast, went downstairs and 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 uh, had a go at it. And I um, I was sort of thinking to myself as somebody who's not a nerd, why would they do this show? Um, like what? Why would this be the show that mm. they would spend? And a lot, like a great deal of production money thrown at it as well. And I, the one thing that I came to the conclusion with is, is I think Wanda, what's her na- uh, name in real life? Again, Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. She's really strong in this. Oh yeah. And do you think there was a moment when she was filming the other nerd shit that they went, Hey, there's something here. And maybe that there's, it's worth building a series around. That was my thought, Chris. Mm. Yeah, it could be. Um, it is going to lead. It's going to lead directly into Doctor Strange. What's going to happen here? I think the only big fan thing was we thought we were going to see a little more of that lead into Doctor Strange. Yeah. To be honest with you, I think with the COVID hitting, they were kind of scrambling for what we can release. And for whatever reasons that this one worked, I'm not sure. You know, was it timing? Was it, um, you know, because they thought they should do more with the actress who was fantastic. This this show, like, and uh, I keep forgetting her name. The the other lady Catherine there that played Catherine Agatha. Hahn. Catherine Hahn. Catherine Superstar. She was amazing. Like, she, she, she kept me, like, you can't, when she's on screen, you have to watch. I thought that was great. But I think personally, this was just like, like anything like the NHL trying to throw together their COVID hockey season, right? Like, I, I think it's it's similar to that. Who knows why or what this one came to fruition, but it's leading into Doctor Strange. And the other thing I was going to say is that I don't think I say I, you get overwhelmed with it. It's like, okay, you got to throw all the mutants in here. We got to see the X-Men. That's not going to happen because they've had so many other things that are planned. Um, so what I think they're going to do is you're going to see later on, we started mutants like Juan is a mutant. That's the only reason that she could accept that stone. They, they, they basically said, wow, how did you, how did you survive that? And we mm-hmm. found out that she's a mutant witch. So that that's explored. So I think then in Dr. Strange, we're going to discover another mutant. And then by the time we're done phase four, they'll be like, whoa, look at all these mutants we've discovered over each movie. And then after everything's said and done, we'll hit phase five and it'll be mutants. That's, that's the logical thing I'm thinking. Hmm. Sorry, I'd go on for a long one map, but I, that's <laughs> what I'm thinking. Because, because everybody was looking for this big Magneto thing. Um, but bringing Quicksilver in I, it was a huge thing. And I really can't see them letting that go because that's that's a that's like killing Boba Fett when Mike and I were discussing killing Boba Fett. It's like, how can you kill Boba Fett when you can make so much money off that? Just from the business side of it, not just even the cool side of it, right? Um, but to break everything down, the biggest thing that I enjoyed about Wanda being um, so amazing is that she's a character from the 60s. They didn't make like a, oh, well, Batman's really popular. Let's make a, a Batman girl woman or like, because there's like, you know, four spider women right now that have right. spun off from Spider-Man. So my whole thing about that is let's take a female uh, hero from back in the sixties and make her cool. Cause there's tons of them. And that's what they did with Scarlet Witch. She's one of the very first mutants in the X-Men books, like in the first like seven or eight mutants that were ever introduced into the Marvel universe. And uh, I think 
That's another reason why they used her because she could be such a strong character. She's I been didn't realize so the long. connection with the starting point. Yeah, dude, she's been around. She was with, so the X-Men started and then a team opposing them started called the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Magneto led it and his daughter and, and son, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver were in this with the blob, um, the toad and mastermind. So you've got your X-Men and of course you got to have your villains against the X-Men, right? Um, so that's how Scarlet Witch came into play. So that's why everybody was screaming for, oh, where's Magneto? Where's Magneto, right? And on another side note, how much are, what, how many people did they say were in that town? Like a thousand or 2000 or was it? I don't recall. Right. 30, anyway. 3209 at last count. Okay, so all those people are going to hate mutants. They're going to hate mutants. Like, just, see, they, they hated Wanda. So, again, another seed planted towards the mutants. And, and plus that, that uh, the douchebag Hayward guy, right, who uh, the, the two broke girls uh, chick uh, blew into his, his truck there, which she was awesome, Darcy. Yeah. Douche that guy was, right? So it all ties into, the, into uh, what's going to happen next. And I think he's going to hate mutants as well. So we're planting seeds as we go along. But... I don't think our, all these Marvel fans are going to get the X-Men yet. I don't think you're going to like, they got to get through too much stuff first. Yeah. And Fantastic too, Four, too, we got to bring them in. Pod, you know, right what now. do you think, bud? Dean? Uh, I, I think, okay, so, so two things. Where the fuck did Vision go at the end of that series? Just went into the air. You went to another movie that's coming See you later. Um, I thought that was bullshit. If he's around, uh, him and, and Elizabeth Olsen should be making cyber babies right this minute. <laughs> um, but so I was, I was unimpressed that they just kind of wrote him into the sky. I thought that was silly. But the other thing I kept thinking when I was watching this, cause I really fucking enjoyed it. I enjoyed how it made me go back and watch age of Ultron and Endgame, um, and made me kind of do some reading and some research and, and get interested in it. So I, I enjoyed that part of it. Um, some people, I think, get annoyed, but I, I like that because I got to go rewatch these movies and go, oh, this is what they're fucking doing. I get it. Okay. Um, but how smart is Disney? Like, each one of those characters in every single one of those comic books has downtime, right? We're watching Wanda Maximoff's downtime between movies in a series. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's the, I was thinking that the other day. I thought, fuck, is Disney ever, like, I don't know what they bought it for. I don't know, half a billion dollars, maybe $2 billion. I don't know what they bought the rights for it for. Um, assuming it is them, right? It's Disney. I'm not crazy. Like, uh, Disney owns that franchise. It's, yeah. Oh, yes. You're correct. Yeah, Disney, yeah. Yeah. Like, they own everything. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to, I enjoyed this so much. The other part of that equation with Disney is, how many other downtimes of other fucking superheroes do we get to watch? That's like how much point. money can yeah. they possibly make from this series oh, and man. correct all the storylines? So to JJ's point, you're right. I was, I was unhappy. We didn't get a tie into the X-Men, but fuck, I mean, you know, the, the night's young as far oh, yeah, as. Yeah. Movies. Right. It, oh, yeah. It's coming. Like right? yeah. Keanu Reeves was supposed to be who? Cause there was, Nightmare. there was a conversation about Mephisto. him. Mephisto. Okay. Yeah. Mephisto or darkness. Yeah. Mephisto, is that the guy's name? Mephisto, yeah, it's just the devil. Right? <laughs> oh, Mephisto. Mephisto. Uh, Mephisto. That would be an awesome character, yeah, though. I'm going to have to design uh, that for my comic. That's, that's going to be a different the, channel. Lock and I, yeah, lock that's and the I vivid watched, video. Lock and I watched four minutes of this thing called <laughs> Fisto today in the podcast. It was. Uh, <laughs> it's my new favorite pornographic film. It's incredible. Yeah, that's, Fisto. Okay, that's give totally us your thoughts, buddy. That's going to be a total... 
that'll be a total Brazzers sort of parody, though. You know, Mephisto. Uh, I same I idea. Titles, by the way, Mike. Oh no, they're so good. Like I, uh, porn titles. The best one was uh, Game of Bones. And that's a good one. <laughs> Well, Kevin Kevin Smith, married with didn't hormones. Kevin Smith, didn't Kevin Smith nail it with Star Wars? Star Star Wars. Wars. Star Wars. How Stella yeah. got her tube packed is my personal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, same as as everybody. Shaving else. privates. Shaving Ryan's privates. privates. Yeah, yeah, that was a, that was another one. Sorry, Mike. Go ahead. Awful. No I, I I thought it was great. Uh, same idea. I think they were testing the waters because to what you were saying, Dean. All these characters that we know from you know the first three four phases of of marvel you know we're not going to have iron man anymore no more captain america i think this was kind of testing out to see if the fans would latch on to some newer characters that they could sort of get past you know just the iron mans the thors the you know the the, the diehards uh elizabeth olsen yeah she's solid i think they're probably realizing now that she's going to be for lack of a better word, the hot chick for the next series. Uh, the whole franchise, right? Like the, the Scar- this is a franchise. Yeah, so like the Scarlett Johansson, she's she's going to assume that role. I think they, they'll bring eyes in on that. She's a great actress, too. Like the stuff, the way she was able to play all the different genres of TV, even up to like the modern family, like the, 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 to the camera yes. shots. So good. Like so well done. Just all of them. The face touches and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It was. And Catherine Hahn, I think this, this series was designed for her and she's the breakout. And I like how they sort of teased at the end where she says, you know, someday you're going to need me. And so you'll know where to find me. So I think we'll see her again. And I think, Chris, you were saying that in the comics, she ends up being a mentor to Scarlet Witch. She does. Point. So that's a lot of people are saying they're going to come. She's going to come back and get her. But the also the other the big point is that is the twins um, in the comic industry. Now there's the Young Avengers and there's a young Hulk. There's there's um, Speed and Wiccan and they're like teenagers. So they come back from this other dimension that they were lost in and they're in the new Avengers. So there's a young Hawkeye in this Avengers. There's a young Ant-Man. There's, uh, you know, the young, uh, the young twins and the, the little boy becomes the first, uh, I, I, the first gay hero, um, LG, whatever you pronounce that properly, but I mean, he becomes he in Marvel comics. He's been the first, one of the first male gay characters. I think North star was the first one, which was a Canadian comic alpha flight. But this is what happens with those two characters. So the Wasn't kids are going to be America back. Gay? No, they haven't done that. They, they've made him part of Hydra, though, in one comic, which was really weird. He'd like all of a sudden it was like Captain America was all along a secret Hydra spy. People hated that storyline. But yeah, don't well, get I, me started on those. Oh my gosh! I could do <laughs> if Disney's smart, which they tend to be pretty smart, like you were saying, young Hawkeye. They've got the Hawkeye series sort of on the way. Well, that's why I say, right. yes, I'm saying, Mike, like they're so aiming they, for the young Avengers. They, so they could most interested in that. No interest yeah. in watching the young. No, I don't either. No. I'm, I'm so but disappointed a, in that. But there's that audience though, that, you know, the iCarly audience, I say iCarly cause it's super dated, but you're right. You know, the, the, the Jesse's like, Mike, I know all, yeah. all those, all okay. those sort of kids. You know, shows, that Sesame street audience. That Sesame street audience. <laughs> <laughs> the iCarly's, the uh, you know, uh, the Jesse's. 
I think that's. I think Disney's probably looking at that as another avenue, well, you totally know, aside right. from, from just yeah. cartoons. Uh, Paul Bettany, I don't think he got near enough credit for how good he was. Yeah, I love, me, man. I that love Vision Man. Yeah, love, right. love the character. I love what he did with the character. I mean, to come from being just sort of that, that disembodied voice. Why in, the in fuck was he British though? I mean, do we need that? Well, because he's based on the he's butler. Based the on the butler. I blame the Queen. It's originally yeah. the Butler for for Tony Stark's dad. I think wasn't it originally that far back? Yeah, yeah. It goes, was it? Yeah. So Jarvis. So Jarvis is is. Basically, I thought it was just one of those annoying things that we do, like where we just got to put the token British guy in. Like yeah. we haven't no, had a British guy. No, yet. Let's but, throw him in. But when when Jarvis turned white at the end, the Queen was stoked. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Uh, but but yeah, it, it was it was great. Uh, too many too many teases, and they really played into the hardcore fans. I mean, at one point, it's like oh, they're going to bring in John uh, Krasinski as uh, uh, Mister Fantastic, you know? Oh, because Monica Rambo was alluding to this neuro engineer, neurospace engineer guy. So I think they I think they consciously knew that the hardcore fans were going to try and like, you know. Talk it up, talk it up. And that's where the only thing, it just kind of left me a little bit flat at the end. I was like, ah, okay, so there wasn't any real big beefy, you know, aside from Monica Rambo becoming this photon, which again, just sort of barely scratching the surface. I know there was that after uh, the the after credit scene where she meets up with, uh, was, is that like Talos? One of the Skrulls, right? right? Oh, one of the Skrulls, yeah. yeah. And alluding to, I guess, Nick Fury, who's still in space with with all those guys, which is going to be another series. So yeah, there's a lot of they, small things in this one. I like you'll, you'll later would, on, like they're pretty smart would, though at Disney and so Marvel. Me, they, they can just I ask show. you guys a question? Uh, you guys are all waxing about how unbelievable the show was, but let's let's throw a couple bricks at this, okay? Um, Kat Dennings was terrible. Uh, the chick who played Monica Rambo, terrible. Like yeah. they could, they could, they need to get some better actors. Here, an, another thing that I loved, John Woo, unbelievable. They need Jimmy Woo. Oh, Jimmy Woo. Sorry, Jimmy Woo. Yeah, but. But there was some bad yeah, acting in that series too, boys. Well, wasted too. Like, I, I mean, the other side of it is like, I have a, a Kat Dennings, Darcy moment here where I'm like, kind of seemed a bit pointless, like the whole thing. And then to have her just show up and run the guy over in the truck, and it's like, that was it. Yeah, that was it. I'm like, they, I don't know, that that was a wasted kind of. Has she ever been good in anything though? No. Never. Okay, then I'm yeah, not that, wrong. Then. The fappening. She was really great in the fappening. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. She wasn't half bad in 40-Year-Old Virgin. I thought that was... Yeah, yeah. You know. oh, she was young there. Yeah. Well, wasn't, no, she's, a movie really called... she's really good. She, oh, she's really good. She's really good in that. She was in that. And, and, but in this, she's a god-awful like, actress. She is two broke whores. <laughs> no, it's two broke girls. No, I'm talking about the other version of it. Oh, <laughs> We're doing I just thought that things. was a wasted. That- oh, she wasn't actually in that version. Sorry. Uh, no, I thought that no, was a lookalike. Yeah, and I can do Monica Rambo. But can you guys piece something together for me, too? Here's just sure. one quick question Monica Rambo and Captain America, are they an item? Monica Rambo, Captain America. No, Captain America was, was hooked up with that other girl um, from the. Uh, I, I always thought show. Captain America was gay, but you never know. No, yeah, actually, because you know, he was always going after girls oh, in the Captain in, in the Marvel. Movie. Captain Marvel. Captain oh, Captain Marvel. This Marvel. is going to link to oh. Captain Marvel totally. This, see, um, uh, Monica Rambeau basically has the same powers as Captain Marvel. Um, Marvel was trying to get a different uh, look on Captain Marvel. So this is the storyline that they went with, was was to okay. 
to branch it off that way so you can have two Captain Marvels. Yeah, you're not building franchise around Monica Rambeau, who, whoever that actress is, she's got awful. Sorry, go no, ahead. No, that's the thing. Like, that's a lot of that, as I was mentioning about how many, there's more spider women than there are spider men right now. And I don't want to yeah. upset any women out there at all. I'm just, it's um, the point of taking, again, instead of taking, you know, making a female Spider-Man or making a female Batman, grab these old characters and bring them up. Yeah, because there are there are a lot of really good female characters. You don't need to, you know, as we're talking here, you don't need to kill them all like that. You know, you don't need to. Oh no, so, just, so, just replace her with a different Monica Rambo that can act. That's yeah, fine. or like <laughs> I, I, Pennings. Like yeah, well, the the character too is is just a ripoff of Captain Marvel, though. You know what I mean? It's not like it's anything new. Whereas it would have been decent if they brought uh, maybe the Dazzler in or somebody somebody else who's uh, from way back in the day. That's me because I'm old school. I'm an old dude. So, so Monica Rambo in the comics came in in the 90s. Sorry, Monica Rambo came in in the 90s. Scarlet Witch came in in the 60s. So there's your time span between when Dean, they were your point about like these uh, side stories and what everyone's doing in between the universes. So do we want and do we have time to watch all of these side stories now? I don't. I don't know how the fuck you guys know all this shit already. <laughs> well, it's old from when I was a kid. I read these. I read all this it's stuff when Chris, I was a kid. So machete, like this, this, this podcast should be called adult nerds it should be called like this is this is literally people who have loved this stuff for so long and now it's so mainstream lock that yeah. we're getting sucked into it right and and like jj i don't know your history with comic books but um i don't know if you own any but at the same time you, you know I, I, there are so many different surface people that are enjoying these stories like me that are going fuck these guys are a goldmine of information now. Like we're all sitting here sucked into this thing, listening to Mike, Chris, and and Brent go. Okay, I mean, so this Chris is what happens here. This is what happens. We're on a podcast at nine thirty-seven my time. I just watched the Leafs lose. Just watched the Leafs lose, and I'm like, fuck. I want to go on a That's podcast. Horrible. I hate seeing that. I'm, so these know. guys are these like life I'll is now for you tomorrow. these guys. You know what I'm saying? Life is now for these guys. Lock. Well, and you made a point, Chris, and I think Brent as well about how distracting no sorry mike did how distracting all the easter eggs were i didn't catch any of them so i was watching this <laughs> i was watching this from the perspective of is this good entertainment right and would i like to see wanda naked i mean those were the thoughts that were like going yes, through yes. my mind yeah yeah right yeah, sure. There's, right. she, there's yeah. some other movies she's been in, so there you go. That JJ, was, you, JJ, you touched on uh, JJ. You touched on the, like the the like to that point, like Boba Fett uh, not wanting to see like too much of the Boba Fett thing. You're kind of like all these mm. side stories. So do you want these stories? Because like the Falcon and Winter Soldier are coming out next. Are we all in on that, or is everyone that like, looks I need, awful? I need a, I need I'm sorry. So JJ, I, what do you I, think? I think that uh, comic book is a, comic books is a, a different medium than than Star Wars is. I mean, I, I want as many comic book movies and stories as I can get. And I think right now, you know, when they started the MCU 15 years ago or whatever it was, it really was they really caught lightning in a bottle there because it really was second tier superheroes they were using like iron man and and thor and captain america like those those comic books were not flying off the shelf and i think they're trying to see if they can repeat history now by testing the waters with a wanda maximoff can't she hold her own in, in her own series can uh tiana paris's uh what's uh what's her, photon c carry her own series and i think right now they're testing the waters it's the perfect time to do it uh, doing it in TV shows is a good medium to do it because they don't cost as much as movies 
cost to make. Um, and I, I think that's kind of what's playing out right now. I mean, D- Disney has had uh, some you know miserable fails when it comes to Star Wars, but tremendous successes when it comes to to Marvel. And they want to. I think they're 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 studying the audience and they're studying uh, sort of what they can get away with and what they can capitalize on. What are you basing? Nobody can go to the theater though. Nobody can go to the theater right now though. Anyway, so there's like so why not? It's a perfect time to do it. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying, right? Like, so as far as movies go, when is when do you think we will see a movie again? Well, Spider Man Three Homecomings or No Way Home. No way home. No way home. They're saying that uh, it's they're only they're promising to only release it in theaters at Christmas. So Christmas. Wow. Okay. Christmas so. will be it. Yeah, we'll, we'll all be back in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so here's there, a question. Here's a question for you. Hold on, Dean. Lock um, got a question. Lock. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Got it. So Star Wars is a fail. Is it because they make a ton of money? Don't they? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. it's, 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 there's two fails. Sorry, there, there, it's the monetary one and there's the fan one, right? Then, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, you're talking about exactly. the fan. The fans didn't like the the last trilogy. <laughs> I didn't like it. The, I like the, the first one. I didn't like the last two. It divided the fans, right? And that's not what you want to do. You want to unite people, especially guys like us who have been waiting, you know, decades for for it to all come together. And it, yeah, buddy. it, it did not. Mind you, I enjoyed the final movie, but overall, the trilogy just it fell flat for me. It did not. Uh, well, it's like the Star Wars franchise was the one that Disney picked up that everybody shit on. That they basically said as soon as Disney took over, they yeah. they took a dump on it. Whereas with the Marvel Universe, it's almost as if they recognized their failures with the Star Wars and mm-hmm. said, you know what, you guys know how to do this shit like John Favreau you go you know you're we yeah. saw what you could do with with Iron Man and like we trust Kevin Feige we trust you know uh the Russo brothers right because they've they made they made great films and they they I would love to see the uh the sort of the map like the the, the poster board sort of plotting everything out because you know that Kevin Feige has probably got this master plan yeah that they're sticking to it and I think Disney realized you know what maybe we just let them do their thing and trust in the process as opposed to like oh we got Star Wars well now let's try and Disneyfy this and make shit that we can sell at uh, Disney World you know it yeah. continuity is really important uh, if you guys all want to shit on me I'll take a, mil- a billion dollars. <laughs> like, I'll Fair let enough. all five of you shit right on my chest. <laughs> dude, dude, that's already on Pornhub, right? So you can already get that. Okay, <laughs> so speaking of failures and massive pieces of shit, um, Justice League is coming up, Zach, Zach Snyder's, and I'm not hijacking your podcast, but I'm talking to some nerds and I want some nerd answers. So Justice League's coming out, and why have they a are you looking forward to it or is it does it look as stupid as i think it looks and then b why can they not make a decent superman movie they can make I a can, fucking I can answer movie all that. With one of the olsen sisters well, i got an opinion on all that um and they can make a movie out of nothing basically like marvel can kick ass with any character peripheral and turn it into a massive franchise superman Forget it. On TV, before you get to Chris, for, Chris, before you get to on TV though, like the new Superman and Lois series, great. So what's it doing good? on TV? Yeah, it's really, Brent, really good. Brent's uh, doing a, a cast on it every week, uh, so everybody should check into that. Him and Rad Alex, but it's are good. Doing, they're doing a really good. Use of they're that show they're every actually week. Yeah. tying in that universe 
hmm. nicely. For like my little guys, like, oh, they got the flash and arrow and they're, they're tying it all in. Anyways, to Dean's point, Chris, go ahead. On okay. So am I looking forward to, oh, I didn't like the first justice league. It was long. It was boring. Um, here's the problem with DC. And I've said this before. There's no continuity between these movies, man. Like it, yeah. is, is the Batman universe that we loved with Christian Bale, even in tied into this one. No, they've even said that the best Joker, the best DC movie ever, in my opinion, well, tied to, tied with anyway, um, the new Joker movie, they flat out said, this is not part of the DC universe. It did amazingly well. And they're like, it was amazing. It might be part of the universe. It's like, oh, you, you don't even know. You got to be. Yeah. Marvel has continuity throughout everything they're doing. They're going to even pull back to the, uh, the other company that owned the X-Men and stuff. And they're going to, they brought some of that continuity and they brought Quicksilver in. So Marvel is continuity. They know. And that's what kept Marvel going throughout the years in comic books. No, but so, I'm not um, just talking about the DC universe and continuity. The Superman franchises suck ass. Well, because there's no continuity. Like, it's super. The one thing that every no, well, but the movies suck too. Because it's, it's, it's always Lex Luthor, right? His his villains are not well, good. Zod, has, okay, Man, Man of Steel. Man of Steel. That's I a thought, good point. The villains I, suck in in right? Right? Yeah. Batman has amazing villains. They're they're so creepy. You know what I mean? Like that's that's you're as good as your villain. How awesome was Thanos, man? Who, who did not want to put that glove on and snap your fingers? I was just walking around Walmart going. <laughs> yeah, but if, it, if, the, if the cost was my chin looked like your balls, I would say no. Ah, you have to share. <laughs> hey, man, you never know. That might work. Let me give you, I'm, I'm probably the only DC fan on the on the panel here. I'm, I'm thinking most of the well, time. No, I, everyone... Batman's the number one selling comic right now. Batman comic yeah. detective comics makes the most money out of any comic. And it's it does. It's got nothing out on TV or movies right now. So answer that right like i don't know but i, I think it's writers i'm but. uh I, the problem is Thank on you. the justice league side of it too is that it was two movies that they tried to jam into one and it was two different directors and Zack snyder's cut that's coming out was supposed to be the original cut he had to leave because his wife passed away and they brought in the new director from the avengers what happened there well but with this wife Zack Snyder was daughter brought died. In. yeah zach zach zach's daughter right yeah it was daughter yeah so zach snyder came in to to do the justice league and that was going to be really good and he actually did superman so there was a bit of continuity like there was a bit of like keep the same director too. and then he, then he had to leave and they brought in um what's his name there mike you know the director's names uh for oh for what joss joss whedon wasn't that who joss came whedon. in and he changed and he was the guy he basically took all the Snyder stuff and said, ah, I don't like this. And then they yeah. shot all this new stuff and then put it all together. So then DC was basically like, all right, Zach, you can put your cut out, but we're not doing anything else with you. So there's the other problem that they never, they're not going back to him to let him. to. But they've also like, and they, they've surround themselves with douches. I mean, what's the, what's the guy that plays cyborg? He is still on uh, about the treatment that he got on, uh, on justice league. And I think it was Joss Whedon that he was mm -hmm. he was pissed yeah. about, and they they had like sort of the the inquiry into it and all that. And I just it's again it starts at the top. I don't think they collectively had any idea what they were going to do, and just let's throw shit at the wall. Their TV series is the TV really series good. were really good. I mean, Flash was excellent. Uh, Arrow was excellent too. Uh, I mean. Dean, oh, wow. the other side, we touched on it last, we, last week, though, too. The we, other, we thing, Dean, the other thing is that the guy who owns Superman, 
All right. The guy who owns Superman, Kevin, Kevin Smith can tell you this story. Kevin was basically shortlisted to direct the new Superman series. Oh, yeah. Just as he basically had submitted the treatment. The guy who owns the Superman series was like, all right, no matter what happens, he's got to, he's got to, uh, um, no matter what happens, hold on, I'm losing my mic. There we go. He goes, no matter what happens, he's got to fight a giant spider at the end. <laughs> and, what? and so kevin was like submitted something they're like no he's not gonna f- he's gonna fight a giant spider and it went away and then the same producer produced the wild wild west and will smith fights a giant spider at the end so that's their problem they've got to mike's point they got idiots guard, like you're running the the thing and you're never going to get it so i think they're, they're the superman lois series is really good filmed just a block away from here actually um and uh they've done a really good job of tying that in so Anyways, I don't know. We're going to be waiting a long time, Dean, for a really, really, really good DC thing, I think, unfortunately. And how many I times really are you like re- it. Oh, sorry. I was just, just going to say, how many times are you going to reboot Superman? Mm. With Lex like, Luthor. It's come on. Well, it's. And they do it again in this thing, but it's like a hybrid Luthor. So we'll see what they do. JJ. Well, see, the problem with Superman he, is he's so powerful that mm. it's hard to have a villain against him like you, you, again like a spider-man you get these lower level these lower tier vi- uh, heroes and they can have lower tier villains so there's a ton of them and they're really cool you know it's it's tough when uh, you're when it's tough when you're superman yeah superman i think that's that's one of the all also the issues with dc characters there's they're so one or two dimensional and their mm-hmm. stories have been told so much um that's it. I really liked Man of Steel. I, I thought that it was like one of Zack Snyder's best movies. I thought it looked good, and it gave. Yeah, I, I thought I it gave the character depth, and I didn't mind the it's fact okay, that uh, he was the way he was conflicted at the end of the movie and had to snap uh, General Zod's oh, neck. I thought that right. was fantastic. Um, but then it just went downhill from there. That was it. Was like now you need to sketch this out more before you go ahead and make a movie. F- fuck the timelines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> play if it takes three years for you to write a fantastic sequel to this take the three years to do it um but they haven't done that and they've kept the characters one-dimensional i think one of the the advantages that uh marvel has by taking these tier two and tier three characters is that people aren't so familiar with them so you can flesh them out and you can give them these you can expand on the backstories for them. You can like they're doing with 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 Wanda and not connecting her so far to uh, Magneto and and his. You know what I mean? Like there's there's just more room to expand when people aren't as familiar with the characters. You can't you can't fuck with the story of, of Superman because everybody knows it. And you know, same with with uh, with Batman. And I think part of Batman's success like you said, Chris, is that the villains are so amazing. You can yeah. do all kinds of stuff with the villains, but you can't do much with batman and when you do people are so married that's to that a, character that's a great point dude like that is a really good point really we're just going to ignore that ben affleck was batman here yeah. like we're just going to ignore that he sucks as an actor well, he, well yeah, i'm just saying when you do try to do something with overweight. batman <laughs> when you do try to do something with batman the fans the fans hate it i.e ben affleck right so yeah. affleck was the bomb in phantoms <laughs> the bomb in phantoms yo <laughs> Kevin all right so yep. WandaVision, final thoughts. Uh, we'll wrap up this part of it. Chris, think you, you got a little bit of trivia for this troop? Or did you bring oh, along? Yeah, I got some easy trivia for you guys. Oh, plus, I just um, Johnny Matusiak's really trying to say hi to us, Brent. Okay. Johnny Fish, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Hi, John. Yeah. There we Hope go. Hope you're doing well, buddy. He's um, a whole bunch of... So I got some really easy Marvel trivia. Okay, let's do it yeah. then. These let's are for right Dean and it. Lachlan, I think, because I, I, I think JJ's got I'm a horrible shit. trivia. <laughs> I know, that's why I'm thinking these are for you guys, okay? So 
These are pretty simple. These are pretty simple. You guys will get a kick out of this. Okay, so uh, we'll start with Dean. Dean, name yeah. two Spider-Man villains. Um, two Spider-Man villains. Thomas Hayden Church and... <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Sandman and uh, Venom. Easy. There you go. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, Lachlan, name two Batman villains. The Joker... And the Riddler. There you go. Nice. There you go. I'm Simple glad stuff. I got the Batman because I never watched any of the Spider-Mans. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's take this up another level. Okay. We're going to go up to level two here. Hey, Dean, name a girlfriend. Name a girlfriend of Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Who did P name a girl that Peter Parker dated? Mary Jane. There you go. Boom. Okay. Of course, Lachlan? the pothead knows Mary Jane. <laughs> name question, but Batman. Name a girl that Bruce Wayne dated. Oh, shit. Oh. Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> uh, who's the chick with the cold sore? Um, <laughs> which one? She was married to Tom Cruise. What's her Droopy name? eyes. Droopy eyes. Katie Holmes. Joey. Katie Holmes. Yeah, yeah, Holmes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Creek. trying to think of her character name, though. Go mm -hmm. all the way back to the Go back to the 90s, uh, Lachlan, with the yeah, any, with any, Batman any and stuff. Who was, he, who, was, who was the girl that he was dating uh, with the Jack Nicholson uh, movie? Go back to Kim Basinger. What was, what was her, her name? name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Reporter. I don't know. He used to work Did for Batman ever bang Catwoman? There you go. Catwoman's one of them. He actually married her in the comic books. You got it. Vicky Vale. Good one, buddy. There you go. Vicky Vale. But Catwoman, yeah. No, Catwoman was like, Catwoman is his actual, like, you know, yin-yang kind of, like, completes him. So that was a good call, actually. That was, that was good. Okay. Michelle wow, you guys are like, you guys are, yeah. Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer played her, and so did uh, Halle Berry. Did like a Halle Berry, right. like a Catwoman movie that was really brutal. Bad. Yeah, so then, I got and, it. And, yeah, and, and uh, what's the other one? The the one from the um, oh the other girl that played Anne Catwoman, Julie. Newmar. That's Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Hathaway. Sorry, yes, Hathaway. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Earth again, the kid? these are great trivia Earth questions. Kid, yeah. <laughs> go back over Katie Holmes' cold sore for a second. <laughs> yeah, was that, I was gonna say. Which Have you seen that? the size of that thing when she really gets a heater going in like December? <laughs> <laughs> Did she get it from Tom Cruise? Yeah, I was gonna say, is that leftover from dating Tom Cruise? I don't know. There's there some pictures out there of that cold sore. Sometimes it's it goes right in your nose. Yeah, it's, it's, the size, <laughs> it's the size of a small man's fist. It didn't seem to bother Tony Fox because he kind of took over the duties uh, from Tom after that. Oh, didn't he did, didn't he? he? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, but, I get, but the uh, Catwoman thing is like JJ was saying is that you, that's another one you really can't mess with. They tried that with uh, excuse me, Halle Berry. Changed up, didn't work. Okay. Okay. Did you ever see her in Swordfish. Yes, yes, I did. I saw yeah. all of her. Almost. She shows her boobs. She does. That's that almost all of her. Didn't she get okay, five hundred grand? Some, each? We're getting some tough ones here, though. Okay, two Marvel questions. Okay, Dean. Yeah. Name the original X Men from the '60s comic book X Men, or you can just say can't do it, and we'll pass it on to JJ. Comic book X Men. Well, the for original sure, X Men for sure was Magneto. No, he was in the Brotherhood. He was in the. He was just the X Men, just the good ones. No. Oh, oh fuck! Who cares? Storm. <laughs> <laughs> JJ, Thor, uh, Angel, Thor. yep, Cyclops, yep, uh, Beast, Jean yep. Grey, yep, Professor X, yep, one Iceman? more, 
Iceman? Yep. Boom. Nailed it. Ding, da, ding, ding, ding. Wow. Good job, buddy. You're legit. He got dude. it. This is incredible. That's, that's awesome. good. So I'm hoping that's going to be the X-Men JJ. we see, right? Like, and that, that Wolverine's solid. not in there, man. And that that's, it's funny that, because, you know, guys like us were probably like, well, yeah, Wolverine's not an original X-Men, but a lot of people don't know that, that he's not an original X-Men because he's so From popular, Edmonton. right? He's way. Canadian. He was he's Canadian. Alberta, he was yeah. created. They were almost going to get rid of Wolverine. And then a Canadian artist, Dave Byrne, came in and said, no, 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 we got to save this guy. They were almost going to write him off because they thought he was lame. Yeah, I like the Wolverine. I watched the Wolverine movie. Uh, yeah, that was a good one. Logan. Logan was a Logan great, was a great movie. Logan's yeah, the best. Movie. Minnie Logan was she was awesome. See, there's okay, another example on. of a great female character, man. Wow. Do I, Logan I hope they bring her back. I do, too. Something. Do I have a chance to win this with this? Question? Are you ready, buddy? You actually do. Okay. Name. Okay. From the comic book. Rub it in. Can if I, I steal win it? this, he fucks it up. Can I steal it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can steal. <laughs> yeah. From the comic books, name the original Avengers. Oh shit! I have fucking oh, no idea. No idea. Okay, Dean, you got this. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? No, okay. Man. JJ, That's steal not the answer. JJ's gonna win. Uh, I don't know. Uh, original. The original Avengers. Avengers. Uh, Legendary. I'll get Captain America's not in there. No. Captain Marvel. Aquaman. Iron Man. Thor. Yep. Yep. Uh, Fuck. I don't know. I don't know. Is it it Ant Man? Is Ant Man? Hulk, Ant Man, and Wasp. Those were the Uh, original. I wouldn't have got. Wow. Nice. And they fought Loki. It was they they based it off the same kind of story. They just put different people in there. And again, that's from the sixties. And Stan Lee. Yeah, man. Jack Kirby. I'm just glad I got one right. Yeah. Oh, you guys hey, did good. We did hey, last two. time we did two. this, He's Dean. Good. He asked one question, and then yeah. I blew it, and he just moved on. <laughs> just well, ended the podcast. They were they were hard ones. I wasn't prepared. I didn't want. Well, I didn't want to give you like these crazy questions, dude. I was like, you know, uh, you you bring up an interesting point, Chris. When you said Stan Lee, I'm wondering if the fact that Stan Lee was so involved in all of the, you know, the early Marvel films. I wonder if that, you know, made a huge difference. Cause you, oh, you the, think about DC, there isn't one sort of over, you know, one God amongst yeah. comic guys there. You've got, but you've got Stan Lee, who's, who's the creator of all of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, him and other, like Jack Kirby, Jack Kirby, the artist were, Jack Kirby. Yeah. Oh, Jack. Kirby. And then, then, uh, for Steve Didko. Wow. And what a weird dude. The guy who, who, so, Stan Lee went to Jack Kirby, who created like basically everything at this point, and got him to draw Spider-Man as Stan was describing. And he drew him as a big hero, big guy. So Stan went to this really uh, this weird hippie guy named Steve Didko, and he drew him as a kid, as this scrawny little kid. So Stan, that's the first time Stan took an idea to somebody else. And uh, it got to the point where Spider-Man was so politically against the way this Steve Didko guy thought that he had stacks of paychecks from his Spider-Man comics, wouldn't cash him. Then he, so so to, to to appease him and keep him in Marvel, they, they said, well, what do you want to do? And he created Doctor Strange and they said, go E, my friend. And he went and Doctor Strange is incredible. Steve Ditko is a really weird dude. I've watched a lot of documentaries on him. Um, again, like from the from the late 60s, early 70s type of cat. Right. So those guys, those guys are, are, are different already to begin with, just from the era they're in. Um, so but yeah, does, so, doc, does Doctor Strange become a movie then, Chris, or is it going to be a TV show? No, there's the multiverse of madness coming up, which is going to lead into Spider-Man. So WandaVision, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, because we're opening up all these these fun mm-hmm. universes where Tobey Maguire is going to swing WandaVision in. WandaVision right? is or, connected with Spider-Man? Yes. Yes, it is eventually, because wow. she, what she did in this opened up, like, at the end there, uh, Agatha says, you don't know what you've done. She, she split open the universe, 
And I'm thinking bringing in Pietro is, is like one of the things that we're going to find later that was, whoa, that is actually Pietro in here. And then mm. just split open so many things that are going to chain react. You know how Marvel does it, right? Remember when we started with the first Infinity Stone? What does that matter? Like, okay, one That's Infinity true. Stone. Three movies later, you're like, oh, he's collecting them. And then, you know, when you get close, you're like, whoa, this Thanos is badass. I can't wait to see him. So who knows what's going to happen, right? But this is just the, the tip of the iceberg. But as what? long as we get dancing Tobey Maguire from Spider-Man 3. I'm sure they'll do that, right? <laughs> I'm sure like they the, will. The worst, worst moment, I think, of the Spider-Man films. But, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Lachlan, Dean, you guys were out, and then you came back in uh, on it, and um, we appreciate And, Dean, I love the fact, I wrote a note here, that you actually started researching after this whole thing and went back yeah. in, and I think that's really cool. It's a tribute to what we got going on here. So thanks, uh, Listen, man. yeah, I yeah don't take too much credit dude it's the fucking pandemic <laughs> all right <laughs> i'm not taking any credit I'm, I'm giving it to you man for fuck's sake i know i'm just joking no it, it listen if it weren't for the pandemic i wouldn't have as much time on my hands but uh, i've tried to learn a little bit about everything that i've done and i enjoyed it i thought it was fucking great and i think you guys do an awesome job so thanks so much for having me oh thanks buddy i great did on. zero fucking research well, as I say, as long as you company me here and drink some beer with me, my, my friend, I'm like that. That's that's cheers, buddy. That's that's good. And enough sometime I need to come back and hear you play that Marshall behind you, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. My guitar. I do my guitar uh, lesson. Monday chat nights. Things. Monday nights yeah. on the Dean Blundell Network. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Check that out. I, just, I, I teach a little bit and Ross I chat a little bit. It's promotion. great. Beautiful. There you go. So nice. I want to get into a couple of things, guys. Uh, I want to touch on JJ's brand new show. Uh, Lachlan, I wanted to talk a bit about Edmonton, but anyone that wants yeah. to jump now, by all means, we got a few more things. Chris has got es- issue two of Skeletron coming out. We'll talk that about that at the end, though. Yes, a few yes. things Let to get through. So. Thing. Dean, are you, are you heading out? Guys, I'm going to bounce because right, I don't, I'm watching you all drink beer and I don't drink, but I have a gagger the size of my arm on the I'm table next to me. Nice. I'm drinking protein so, shakes. Smoke them if you got them, buddy. I agree. Water. Water. In case you haven't noticed, you've been bookended by two guys just laughing at each other the whole time. <laughs> I know. That's all good. We, we speak the same language. The second I bring up herpes, he's dying laughing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, say hi to Dave for me. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Cool. Tomorrow on the show, we got Ricky Romero. So we'll oh, talk killer. To nice. are, are we running the Ricky Romero live? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. That's Dean Blundell, everybody, the host Thanks, of the boys. network. The, Good night, Dean. Thanks for having Thanks, us on there, buddy. Awesome. All right. Uh, nice. Moving along. So along we go here. So um, a couple more things here. JJ, you've got a brand new show. I wanted to talk a little bit about it. Um, uh, just while we're here, because um, sure, thanks. You've been man. doing a lot of hit and runs with us, so I just want to touch mm. a bit on what's going on. So yeah, it's uh, it's a new show on CBC Music nationwide, ninety four one in Toronto, and it's called The Block. I'm a producer on it. Uh, Angeline Tedaweo is the host, and uh, it's sort of we're kind of reuniting uh we were both uh jocks on flow 93.5 for for several years uh and it's uh the first black music radio program in the history of canadian broadcasting um so we you know we're finally uh getting money and into the pockets of you know young black talented artists who have not ever had really representation on the national broadcaster and uh, they're getting exposure. And uh, that's what it's, it's that's funny what it's how about. labels stop doing that. eh? 
Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it, it'd be nice if they put money in the, in the pockets of the, yeah, that would, that would be nice. That would have um, been crazy, crazy idea. Maybe develop <laughs> some talent yeah. over the years. And maybe people would be inclined to actually look for contracts now record deals, yeah. as opposed to trying to avoid them. Holy Not a thing. Shit, what a horrible archaic business plan that is now. <laughs> Idiots. Not I'm a so thing. glad they're dying. JJ, I've seen lots of ads for that block. I'm, I, uh, good luck too. with that, man. Thank yeah. you, man. It's, 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 it's very already pleased. doing really great numbers, isn't it? It must be. It's do, doing great numbers, and we do not play, uh, you know, it, it is, this isn't a, a show. It's a weekly program uh, every weeknight, 7 to 9, and it's not about playing Drake. It's not about playing The weekend. It's not about playing artists who already are good. It's about playing artists who are you know, street, street level. I mean, we do play those artists cause you know, I got to attract people, but uh, it's not about that. It's about uh, putting money in the pockets of young, young talent. So yeah, I'm good very, for you. Very pleased. For you, it, man. Cheers. I wanted to ask yes. you, Jay, um, what's, is there a difference? Do you notice a difference coming from, you know, private broadcasting and going to work for, for the CBC? Like, is, is it a different vibe? Is it a different hundred percent? Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I don't ever want to go back to radio. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, yeah, it's it's a, a different vibe. It's not. Uh, I mean, there are egos, uh, you know, but not to the extent that uh, there was in private radio. In that, it's not cutthroat like that. You know, like the egos existed and exist in private radio because you're always competing against people at your own radio station. Um, and I think the biggest egos left CBC with Gian Gameshi. If I may say so, uh, nice. <laughs> but with with him leaving, that that I think that really, I mean, I came in after him, so I think that really may have changed some of the uh, environment at at CBC. I might be speaking out of turn here, um, but it it everyone is just man super. I'm not saying this because I work there, but just <laughs> super cool, creative. There's like a real diversity of of, of characters, age wise. Um, background wise and and everybody is just so helpful like it's it really is a i'm i i I don't ever want to leave it's just so dynamite so i'm I'm honored to be working there and to be part of this uh fantastic uh program when can people hear it listen to it the whole thing yeah weeknights uh seven to nine p.m uh on cbc again i find cbc music wherever you're from in vancouver i don't know what it is in vancouver uh, but 94.1 in Toronto, Kitchener, Waterloo, it's something else. Um, the host is Angeline Tedueo, uh, and I'm the just host. I'm just a guy in the background. So, And uh, I just got to shout out while I'm doing it, shout out to Judith Lynch. This was her uh, brainchild. She's been, you know, creating this thing and dreaming about nice. this thing for years, and it's finally come to fruition. Sadly, George Floyd had to die uh, for this to happen, mm-hmm. uh, but this is a direct result of uh, everything that happened this, this past summer. Um, so um, I'm honored to be part of uh systemic change uh for the positive. that's amazing so, dude yeah yeah okay, that's so cool. Very cool. so yeah. cool very cool it is interesting it, it's funny you mentioned that jj because i i actually had noticed that there there was a change in in an approach and i didn't i didn't mm. really connect the dots between gameshi leaving and 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 sort of a content shift but i have noticed in the last couple of years um because i watch a lot of cbc but um tv on the tv side i don't listen to a lot of the podcasts and i don't listen to a lot of the radio but they advertise it constantly and i have noticed just a particular sort of 
slant and in, in, in a new direction. Hmm. So, yeah. 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 Anytime uh, you get a chance to work on something different, that's outside of the box, man, swim in that swim yeah. in that. Holy yeah. shit. Enjoy it for sure. Yeah. It's funny. Cause when I talked Thanks. to JJ about coming on, I was like, Hey, you know, we're going to do WandaVision and he's got, I got a whole bunch of stuff and he's going to take down the, the monarchy and a whole other thing. And it, <laughs> he's got a whole bunch of things <laughs> planned for today. And Lachlan, I know you did a whole bunch of stuff with Diener today about the, about the, that whole thing that, that happened um, as well. So um, JJ came prepped with a bunch of stuff today. It was great. I love it, man. So um Great, great, great stuff, JJ. I'm really Thanks, happy guys. for you, Thank man. You. I'm really happy that you're getting a chance mm-hmm. to uh, to be a part of that. And um, and uh, is there, you know, do you want anything speaking else you want of, to talk speaking about? Speaking of watching yeah. career, speaking of watching career traject- trajectories, I mean, uh, for me, it's very cool to see, you know, JJ's career from when I first met. And I met you when you'd already been. I mean, you already had energy under your belt, and uh, I mean, it's very cool to see where your career has gone on the radio side. I mean, thank, thank you, man. I, everything, but I appreciate that. Everybody. This, he's always like, he talalented motherfucker. Like really. Oh, thank you. Thank and you. Making the time and, to come on and, and, nerd a, and a genuinely, and, and a genuinely <laughs> good guy. He knows and, his stuff though, too. He knows he's a good guy. Right. So you that's co-host why. this with Chris, you know, way more. Than <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This thank has been tryouts, JJ. You actually, you're in, I'm, <laughs> uh, you answered all the questions correctly. Yeah, that's right. this has been tryouts. Uh, I'm out. I'm, uh, uh, I just got to also mention I have my podcast with with Melanie, my former co-host. Mm-hmm. I can't uh, go without. That's a lot of fun. At Unfiltered with JJ and Melanie every uh, every Thursday, Friday Junior, as we call it, and you can find that at DeanBlundell.com, Spotify, and of course Apple Podcasts. And look at us. Good all plug. With, look at all us right, all next. with blue with blue microphones <laughs> and stuff, except for Mike. But <laughs> everyone sorry. else, uh, yeah, it's rocking. <laughs> So someday I'll get a blue microphone, right? No, no I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, lots going on. Lachlan, good in your world, buddy. You did two podcasts today, so thanks for making the time to come on today, too, man. That's uh, you're thanks, going. Buddy. It's always good to have a drinking buddy on here, as I say, right? Yeah. No, thank you for having me. I I do appreciate it. I um I would not have actually watched Wandavision if I'm being brutally honest, um especially, and I wouldn't have lasted past the first three episodes because it just didn't make any sense to me at all mm-hmm. but i actually did at the end of it i kind of enjoyed it it was kind of a, i thought the ending was i mean I, i'm not a nerd so i'm watching it with different eyes and ears and i thought it was kind of touching and a good story and, and i thought cool that to get your wanda, perspective on it i like that i thought wanda was awesome i thought she was unbelievable right and uh yeah no and i enjoyed i enjoyed meeting you guys as well it, that yeah. was that was a lot of fun for uh, jumping on and 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 uh, uh, you know throwing my two cents, my my completely uneducated two cents at you guys on the on the on that TV show. So, so uh, you seem disdained with the the, the uh, next one coming out. Are you going to watch it or no? So, what is there another WandaVision coming? No, the the Falcon, no, in the Marvel universe, the uh, Falcon Winter Soldier deal. You're not going to watch I that. So, I saw the trailer and I watched it and it didn't look good. It didn't look appealing to me. But again, you guys mentioned something earlier today that kind of shocked me. Like we make fun of little Jimmy and cause he raves about uh, arrow and flash. He loves those shows. And we kind of tease him about watching those shows. Cause they look, they don't look good. 
Um, but you guys are saying they're actually good. So I, well, they, my, the, the Superman, the, the new Superman and Lois, they've put, a he pile loves of it. Money. They've put a pile of money into it and it looks like a movie. They've done a very, hmm. it's great. Text, texture wise. It, it looks really good. He's it's Jimmy's it's watching now. Really well. Yeah. It's really Hi, good. Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy, Jimmy, is, Jimmy on the show. We should, why hasn't Jimmy on been show, on the show? Yeah. Oh my I God. Been on here yet. He is so angry that I'm on with you guys. <laughs> And I rub it in every time I, this morning. I'm like, Oh, they sent me a note. I think I'm going on. I think I'm going on that nerd podcast again. He's like, why did you get to <laughs> Oh, Okay. Well, we got to get Jimmy on here, buddy. Know Jimmy, about this stuff. I've got Jimmy, a you invitation, Jimmy. Love to He's, chat with you, pal. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy's got to get to bed early. That's, that's well that's the thing, right? What's Jimmy, the Seinfeld Jimmy? Remember Seinfeld Jimmy? Jimmy, Jimmy's getting upset. <laughs> Jimmy loves Elaine. Jimmy loves Elaine. Jimmy's so getting- Jimmy is a little person and uh, he's four feet tall. And um, we let him on the show. He does all the nerd stuff. So we let him go be on, on our show. Star Wars news on, on anything it, like we have a nerd news intro. Mm. So we touch on all this stuff because Grant and I don't really know it. Grant knows a bit more than I do. Cause he sure. followed the Marvel stuff coming up, like growing up. But like I, I know a little bit about Star Wars, but yeah. So he's he's sort of our expert on on nerd stuff. Yeah. Okay. And he loves it. That's his life. That's what he does. So I could actually put like a real quiz together, like a oh shit. We thing, right? we had yeah. we tested him. He would he would kick your ass in Star Wars. I don't know if nice. if he would be able to beat you in other genres, but um, Chris, uh, he would give you a run for your money on Star. Like we throw we you got to throw like name me give me the number on the side of the millennial oh, Hulk wow. and like crap yeah, like that numbers yeah wow. like you lost me in numbers he goes <laughs> deep I have i'd love idea. to have let's, him on the show that sounds great yeah let's start a new segment chris called things that'll piss off jimmy and what we'll do is we'll hand <laughs> we'll hand lachlan like questions like what's the letter after oh. a and then Lachlan will answer it, and then we'll nail Jimmy with something, and it'll be like, God damn it, Lachlan gets all the easy questions. What, what was the first movie Luke Skywalker was ever in? Yeah, this yeah. is right up my alley, because yeah, I, totally. I've i known him forever. He's like a brother to me. And uh, But we should and, have you both on the show. I think we should, I, Brent, I think we should have them mistake. both on the show here, like, in the very near future. But definitely well, watch. that's a mistake. Uh, Why? No, watch, that sounds like entertainment to me. It does. Definitely watch or, Superman. Maybe we can let Jimmy have the spotlight. I don't know. Whatever. Definitely watch Superman. Either way. Lois, You're always uh, welcome here, Lachlan. It's a really I, good show. Thank you, guys. Um, yes. And, uh, JJ, good luck with the, the show. I'm going to try to tune the block in my yeah, friend. Buddy. Thank you so much. I won't know much about the music, but I will appreciate it for what it is. Yeah, giving the yeah, young talents, which terrestrial radio has, uh, apparently forgotten about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it in the top 20? Oh, well then we're not adding it. <laughs> Fuck. Exactly. I hate radio. <laughs> and I'm in it. <laughs> fucking idiots. Take a chance. Have some balls. Play something fucking different for yes, Christ's man. sakes. Abs- amen to that. Absolutely. Oh my God. Johnny Fever, I, man. Scratch it. the record. Booger. Yeah. 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 I'm well known in the music industry because I might have been the last last one of the music directors in the country at rock radio that was actually taking chances at shit before I, I sort of concentrated full time on my on air side of things. But it's not a thing anymore. No, no, there's no, there's no such thing. Sadly. Every year they like, how do you, how do you give the uh, music director of the year award out? <laughs> what? what the fuck it's, is that? It's easy. It's easy. All you do is you put Paul Morris's name on it. Oh, Jesus. Oh, like wow. the guy that, uh, the guy that <laughs> blows the most record reps, like what? <laughs> no fucking get, put somebody on reps? there that actually took a chance on a record. Yeah. Oh, there's still record reps. 
Is there? Sh shout out to Shep. Yeah, there's uh, yeah. Ryan Shepard is still. I, I, I'm pretty sure he's still. Ryan Shepard's doing it. Yeah, there's yeah. a couple of guys in the country. I think Ryan Shepard's. Uh, it has uh, Eastern Canada, and then okay. they have one other guy for for Universal. But back when we were trying to what break a as a band, it was like guys were flying everywhere, and it was like we're going to Halifax to watch the Trues, and then we're going to fly to watch this band yeah. open for the Headstones, and then. You know, Big labels, be little thing, labels. And like, yeah, you talk crazy. to them, and they'd be like, and they'd always be like, "So, can you?" So they just look at you like, "Where's my drink? Where's my drink?" You know, I'm coming to talk to you. I'm not going to sign you, but where's my drink? Yeah. You know what's sad about Canadian um, uh, record, the business is there's never been an A and R in this country. There never has. It didn't exist. Hmm. Um, it, it was. It's always been a joke, and. Yeah, don't even get me going on CanCon. Well, we're this at is, an this hour, is good. minutes locked, so I'm I'm to to some, I remember go. talking to some uh, when we when we were being looked at in in Chuck Caliber talking to some some people, and you'd ask them what they're looking for, and they didn't even know what they were looking for. Like they they, they and then they'd see some bands play and have the worst suggestions in the world for them. Some friends of mine bands because we we do showcases, right? And it was just playing for these these 10 uh, executives, right. From different labels, they'd come in and check you out and always in Toronto at a nice venue, but that's all you're playing for. And I can remember hanging out with the other bands after kind of eavesdropping or what did he say to you? And they always said the stupidest things. And the best yeah. thing that, that I ever heard was our bass player in one band pulled the one guy. I, we were done talking and he was very polite. He said, okay. He said, I, I, if whether you sign us or not is fine, but could you please send me a copy of the next band you signed. Cause I would really like to understand why, you know, we didn't get signed and he was very polite about it. Guy never sent him anything. He never heard. We never heard, you know, um, I could name some names here, but I'm not going to do that either. But, but they never seem to have a clue, man. Like whenever you talk to them too, it was like, I always felt that the the musicians knew way more about um, what should be signed than the people that were signing the bands. Cause they had their, their finger on the pulse of what was going on. They knew what the crowds liked and they would say, well, this band's, and then I can remember being very honest. You're like, that's the band you should be signing. Like these guys that are playing like tomorrow night at the dungeon in Oshawa, wait, do you see them pack this place, have everybody in the palm of their hand and play something new. Oh no, we're not, we're not looking at that. We're not, we're not, we're not going to Oshawa. Right? No, we're not going to Oshawa to check that out. You know, whatever, whether it be Oshawa or somewhere else, but they are always looking for something. It was almost the here. Vince McMahon thing. No, we create talent. We don't find talent. We create talent. So it was almost the kind of thing where they're looking for this exact thing where they could pull somebody out, put somebody in. The so that was thing, like late nineties. The sad thing about it, in my opinion, is that bands, because the type of personality trait that gets drawn to that industry is looking for approval. Mm. So they're constantly asking their friends, their family, the fans, um, you know, people in the business. And, and if you, if you ask enough people, you're going to, you're going to attract the wrong type of personalities to you that want to give you advice. And at the end of the day, the guy that should be making the decision creatively on what they're doing is the person doing it. And that that individual should be responsible for the creation of what it is that they're doing. And if it's real and it's true and it comes from the fucking heart, people are going to gravitate towards it. Unfortunately, if you're trying to appease your mom, your fucking sister, some mm -hmm. fucking guy who thinks he's a manager because he shows up at fucking jam sessions on a Sunday night. If you're trying to appease those dicks, you're never going to create the material that you need to create that's actually going to have an impact and resonate with the audience. 
Stop fucking listening to people and just put out what you think you need to put out and people will hear it. And if it's real and if it makes sense to them, they're going to listen and they're going to buy and they're going to go to shows. Right. That's the problem with the industry is you're dealing with two polar opposite personalities and they don't work together. They don't work business wise. You got these assholes who think they know the business and all they're doing is destroying talent. You take 10, 10 potential bands and put them in a room. You nine of them are going to not make it because they listen too much to the guys that shouldn't be telling them what to do. Mm-hmm. And I got in trouble with it too. Like I was a music director. What the fuck am I telling a band what to do? No. But when you come through as a band and all there is is radio and I don't, uh, um, JJ, I don't know if you, if you play music back in the day or, or Mike, I know you play a little bit, Chris and I play in bands, but when you're coming uh, at least at the time in like 94, when we started in our band, it was like radio was everything. It was like, you mm. need to make, well, you gotta huge. get, you gotta get to the, you know, we had one song at the wolf in Peterborough and we thought it was the greatest. It was like, this is great. And then they, but everybody and then, heard it too. Friends were like calling me going, Oh my God, it's right. the wolf man. You're opening fry mother earth. And they're talking about it. It's like, yeah. hey. That was the thing. And then guys, you know, and at that time, the jocks also held a lot of weight when it came to that time. Like I was, I was having, had the benefit of being really good friends with, uh, you know, brother Bill and, and, and things like that, but like Strombolopoulos and, and even Ben um, from um, Billy talent, those guys really went, those guys really, really, really looked out for the indie guy. And they also held a lot of weight. And um, I, for a band fight for us coming into the, the Toronto scene, I can't even imagine what it was like in Edmonton and Calgary and stuff when you really only had probably one rock station. At least we had yeah. 97.7, The Wolf, mm. uh, later on, uh, The Rock, uh, all these different things where we could get our stuff out to a point. You and know, those guys would playing... take a chance on us. And, and you know, you, it was great. But like the jocks held a lot of weight at that point with those indie shows. And you really had to, that's who were, I remember being like, hey, if we can get like Martin Streak, if we can get Brother Bill, if we can get these guys yeah. to like us, yeah. you know, and come and we'd, I'd, we'd invite the jocks to the shows. And then they're talking to the radio guys uh, from the, the label and the label guys are like, did you hear about this? And it was kind of a little bit more on that level. But then there was like the five managers ran everything in 1994. So you just yeah. really. Well, I can remember playing, I can remember through. playing edge one Oh two and they would open up the studio to the main street there. Right. Yeah. And bands would come in and play. And I can remember pulling in and we got this, uh, our buddy had this huge old Cadillac, like from the, from the seventies. And we all pulled in in that and we're listening to them and said, Oh, I think Chet Culliver's here. There's this car out, out front that reeks of death. And it's just like, <laughs> Oh, that's us. And it was so cool. And again, we got home. And it was like, oh my God, you guys sounded like Motley Crue. I'm like, it was like they were introducing these badasses. And it was all radio, man. It was, I was, and you don't get that anymore. And but also, Brent was not much music still playing videos back then, too. So I was thinking about this last night. Actually, check this out. If you think about the bands, I was watching some just some some old footage. Um, we we did a lot of shows with like some 41 and all those bands. And actually, our guest next week, Tim plays in Protest the Hero. They just got nominated for a Juno today in the metal category. Those yeah. guys were like 15, 14 years old, and they used to open we up. Recorded their, we recorded their first their material, first and, I, and I still have it, and it's not released. Yeah, and we we went to this whole thing. But the funny thing was, is like those bands, I someone brought up a point on our on our episode last week about, say, Sum 41, for instance. You know, that thing, with that video in too deep, they were like the last of that group that got played 
in video form. And Into Deep was such an amazing video. They parodied uh, Back to School, I think it was. Or was that Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield. And it was, it blew that band up. And every band at that time was getting blown up through much music. It was all about much music and radio and video. And then it all ended. And I don't think anyone's got to, I mean, the internet took over obviously, and you could still break, but we had Jeff on here, right? Um, uh, Jeff Pierce from moist. Moist. Yeah. And their video broke. uh, I can't remember what big thing was the the singers grabbing the guitar player. Yeah. Right. And I can remember what Denise, what was the lady that was Denise Donlin. There you go. And I can remember studying this as I was wanting to be a rock star. And the, she said, the thing that got this was not the management, the label, the the song was partial, but this video, this video was, yeah. like just, we got there were lots of video. different moments that broke bands. Right. And, and yeah, now buddy. people are yeah. struggling to find out, do, do you want to break yourself on TikTok? Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, now there was a really great point the other day that TikTok's the new record label. It is. Wow. Yeah, definitely. JJ, you, you're launching. Okay. Let me, let me go to you for a minute and then we'll, mm. we'll move on. But JJ with the new show yeah, comes with all of this new content that I'm sure you guys are mandated to make sure you're hitting all of these platforms. But I heard a quote the other day saying TikTok's a new record label, get on it or you're out. And so what are your thoughts, JJ, as you're launching this brand new show hey, where you're taking urban, basically giving the, this first chance across the country to break this open. What are your thoughts yeah. on this, this thing? Uh, you know, we, we're, we search all, all the different platforms, YouTube. I mean, uh, I don't want, I don't want you guys to think this is just about hip hop because it's not, we sure. play, it's all about black voices and black artists. So it's, sure. it's black rock, it's black folk, it's, you know, reggae, soca and all that stuff. And we look for it everywhere. We also have, uh, an email address, put me on the block at cbc.ca and we're inviting people throughout the show to send us your stuff. We, we want to hear your stuff and we want to go through it. We have a very small committee that, uh, that goes through the music and um, you know, I'm not on TikTok. I am. Good I, for you. I, 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 I just feel like, that. yeah, I just feel like some <laughs> social media is a toilet and it's actually been a challenge, uh, you know, going on, on Twitter is just, a fucking nightmare <laughs> it's like the world has got to be better than this this is yeah, this is like the worst sad, possible slice of demographic I've, I've ever you know seen in my life so i i try to stay off of that but then a lot of artists are only promoting themselves on twitter um so i i gotta venture out there I, you know what and, though jj i think yeah. and again not that i should be giving you any advice on what to do with your show uh being probably one of the second whitest men in the country but <laughs> Um, I think you shouldn't lose sight of the value of what it is that you guys are offering these artists. If, if you're exposing them for the first time to an audience at all and and take pride in that, because, Mm. um, a lot of these bands, probably a lot of these artists probably would never, regardless of what it is they do may never get the exposure you're, you're going to give them on, on, even if it's just one spin. Yeah. Right. And, and that, that'll go a long way. I, yeah. That's compared Chris, to what I was kind of talking was, about when I was younger, right? Yeah. It's the same deal, man. It's, it's yeah. funny. I was, I don't know if you guys have heard of this app called clubhouse, which yes. is, just, yeah. yeah, this is, it's the new, it's a, it's the new drug. It's like LinkedIn on steroids. Uh, but I was listening in on, uh, it was a, a round table discussion, yeah. a conversation, I guess. Uh, and it was about, uh, new media 
and and you know podcasts and and all how how everybody has this you know the opportunity to to do this now they're not limited by you know having their own radio show or getting on TV like you can create your own content mm. and Julie Adam who's the, the VP I, I, what, I don't know what her title is now VP of Rogers Queen. Uh, the Queen of Rogers <laughs> love love me love me Julie Adam and so they were talking about it and and I posed the question to her knowing in the back of my mind what I thought the answer would be and that is you know what is what is the point or or what is what do big media companies like what is the attraction anymore to somebody who can literally put out a stream or put out a podcast on their own uh, what's the what's the draw for you know getting exposure from these big companies and and julie to her credit she said you know what anybody can like there are talented people everywhere and they can do their own thing she said where I, where I think big media companies like the rogers like the bells you know as much as the disdain is there the choruses is that there is still a, a major platform for these people to to sort of get their stuff out there or to or to increase the exposure and the awareness plus there's something to be said about you know the experience you can get from the people that are working for these companies i mean there there's a lot of terrible podcasts not this one there's there's, <laughs> there's, there's, oh. there's some really bad content and it's not for lack of um uh, like there's potential there but the difference between sort of having your own radio show versus doing your own podcast or, or stream radio show is you don't have the luxury of somebody with experience that can be like hey this is good why don't you try this? You know, and I think that's where the big media companies still have, uh, there's still some value to, to being a yeah. part of it because really like I I'm, I'm trying to figure out where the whole radio industry will go because yeah. it's like anything though, Mike. I mean, I think you're, you're always going to, regardless of what format or medium you're on, the cream of the crop is going to rise to the top. Yeah. Right. And you're going to have, you're going to have people that are going to gravitate to uh, the podcasts that are good. The radio shows that are good, Mm -hmm. the YouTube channels that are good, that they're going to, there's going to be a reason why people go to, to them. So I think that, um, yeah, it's the same thing with Rogers and bell and, and court, they have good shows and they have shitty shows and they know what their good shows and their bad shows are. Right. Absolutely. And, and, but the same thing with the record companies. I mean, what is, what is the draw for a band to get signed by a label anymore or to like there, I, I don't see the value of as it was back when you guys in 94, where, yeah, if you get signed, you've got the money behind you. I mean, you have yeah. to pay it all back before you see any <laughs> profit, but you yeah. had the machine behind you, whereas now record companies forgot what they were supposed to do. Yeah, which well, was the promote. individuals are the machines. Like yeah, the individuals, they, forgot, they yeah. forgot that they had the power to promote. Here's and the that, thing, though: you still got to go out and sell tickets. Yeah. And to lock on to your point, there's a shit ton of bands out there that are doing a lot of streams and a lot of whatever. And take it from me, I mean, no one sees more shows than I do. The difference between a soft ticket and a hard ticket. <laughs> be able to sell tickets and not just sell tickets at the fair 
is a big difference. And yeah. what's what's gone away is that machine of all of them working together at when it was working from the standpoint of like great talent, great video, great song, great record, big tickets, big rock stars. Now everyone's the same. Everyone's the same. I can tell you, you know, you can probably all name every single member of every one of your favorite bands. I couldn't, you know, tell you shit now because none of the bands are featured anymore. If the song lasts for 30 seconds, great. If it makes it past 30 seconds, maybe you'll research the band. It's just a different kind now. And I think that it's such a crazy time to your point, Mike and, and Locke and everything that like, yes, uh, I agree that you can be guided from somebody within Rogers and Bell and some of these people that have experience, but they have to get it too. And I think yeah. that there's yeah. a lot of people that don't get it. Um, but I mean, that's been going, but that's, on. but that's the, yeah. the music industry. I think, you know, <laughs> I think it got to, it got to a point where they were so set in their ways and so set in, this is how we've done it for so long that they weren't, they didn't have the foresight to see what was coming and to educate themselves on, on where it was going. And I, I blame and, Justin Bieber. Uh-huh. Don't you want to blame the monarchy? You had something to say. No, <laughs> no I, I blame Justin Bieber because he was the, he was like one of the first artists to really blow up on YouTube, right? He was discovered on YouTube, and uh, people realized uh, I, I don't necessarily. Everybody thought he did it, and everybody thought they could become a star. And then all the different platforms came out. TikTok is a thing now. Little Nas X blew up, and what he was on the charts two two summers ago for what like a year, half a year, like something ridiculous. And, and people just don't feel like they need the, the, uh, the labels anymore because the labels, like you said, Lachlan, stop working for, stop doing the thing that they needed to do, which was promote acts. They were addicted to the dollars that were coming in from the units sold. Yeah. And they were also trying to sue technology out of existence every time a new, yeah. a new something popped up yeah. so that they would, and they wasted billions of dollars and they lost they lost their collateral. They lost the bank, right? Yep. So people, and again, there were moments like the Bieber moment where people s- realized, hold on. Like I thought for sure at the end of the post grunge era that everyone was going to, like there was going to be this massive indie movement and it just never materialized. And then I realized over time, ah, that's right. Bands don't get the business side of it. They still need somebody to figure out the, you know, the back end stuff. They just want to smoke weed and pour champagne out of limousines and write songs, right? They don't want to have to deal with the fact that this is actually a business. So they're not good at that. So they don't concentrate on it. So it gets ignored. And then bands aren't successful because they ignore that, right? And so there still was this underlying machine or mechanism underneath the business that survived based on the fact that Bands are idiots. They, they, you know, they, they didn't take it upon themselves to, to, to run the business. Yeah. But there could have been this massive independent movement that just completely eliminated labels altogether. They're still hanging around. It never well, happened. You're going to see and it that, now. And that you're happened, though. Now. There's going to be an ha- indie movement now. I think you're right, Brad. It's coming. But I, th- I think that happened. Ten years I mean, too late. Early, early to th- mid two thousands, maybe. Oh, who's the yeah. artist? JJ, you might remember. Was it was it Remy Shand who did? He recorded his his whole album by himself in his basement in uh, Winnipeg. You know, no studios. Out of Winnipeg, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Out of yeah. Winnipeg. And Remy Shand. Elton Elton John gave him the cosign, and, and yeah, 
and and I mean that that right there was was the you no longer needed to to get a studio. You could yeah. do all this stuff once once that generation figured out that they could do that. I mean, I think that's where the you know the early stages of of the new indie movement where they realized. If you're gonna be if you're gonna be the artist, you got to know the business side, and if you can control all the variables and the factors, you're gonna have a better career. You're gonna be a hell of a lot happier, and you're not gonna have to answer to as many you know dickheads as as most bands <laughs> did prior yeah. to that, and and have to justify and and figure out who's stealing money from my pockets yeah. type thing. And, and then you plus, get to come I, on podcasts like yes. this. And I blame speaker. Out of your stuff. I blame speaker's corner too. Nah, I remember I'm that bare naked ladies up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. Awesome boys. We're gonna move. Uh, we gotta. Uh, we're gonna move on to a couple. Uh, we're already into ninety minutes. Yeah. Well, we're, that, we did a good one. I don't know. Half man. I gotta. Yeah. I will I sign hammer, off with you guys. Mike with some wrestling talk here. Uh, Lachlan, oh, thanks, buddy. Um, let everyone know where they can find you. Let's oh, I'm. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Uh, JJ's favorite social media platform at Lachlan Cross. <laughs> Awesome. I, I'm nice. I'm not. Let's get Jimmy not, on here with you, and we'll have a showdown or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, you got to bring. Jimmy I, I'd like on. to talk to Jimmy. I'd like to have uh, another Jimmy. nerd oh my like God. myself Chris, on here. To Jimmy would go buddy. crazy to meet you, and it was I'd nice like to, to meet, meet Jimmy you, too. All right, you guys have a good night. I really appreciate Thanks, you guys Lachlan. having me on. Oh, take Thanks, care, buddy. Thanks for coming. Right. Out. Next time, buddy. Anytime. See you, dude. Yeah, JJ. Fellas, I'm gonna I'm gonna step two. I'm gonna bounce. I gotta. I got an early, early morning back down okay, here. Okay, Jason, do your I, knowledge on comic books is, and, and the pop culture. I, I totally respect uh, as well, man. I'd love, thank I'd you, man. love I, to talk I with you more about all of the Avengers. They're just, they're just not my forte. That's <laughs> no, okay. No, I'd, I'd like to chat with you more in depth, you know, about the stuff in the future as well. Let's do it up. Let's do Definitely. it up. Anytime, buddy. Right, guys, thanks for having Good me. See you, Peace. Jay. Okay, that's JJ. Take care. Holy boys keeping going here okay let's hustle let's hustle wow. here we got to right. touch on some uh okay, some can, can you guys give a, a quick aw update while i jump out for just two seconds and then sure. I'll well back. i want to talk a little bit about right. uh about the debut of christian uh yeah there you go so you guys do that i'll be back in two seconds um, okay so um anyways a big surprise they, they got yeah. hyped up all week there was there was some talk about um there was some talk about it being Ang Kurt Angle. There was some talk about it being, um, you know, somebody like else that was kind of in that realm yeah. um, that could have brought Mark Henry. I think Mark Henry, some things too. like that. Yeah. Um, listen, I, I won't get into the insides of it, but um, what do you think overall uh, as far as a move for for Christian? Well, okay, I mean, bottom bottom line is, uh, I am I'm thrilled for Jay just from the simple standpoint that here's a guy that had to walk away because of uh, you know injuries in the ring that you know you know concussions yeah seven years ago the the uh, the medicine behind it wasn't wasn't there it wasn't you know as exact they worked with what they had um, and it sucked because Jay is amazing like dude dude is probably I saw Bully and, Ray just put a quote out today saying there is absolutely not one better person for any organization than Jay. He's as when it comes to work like actual in ring mm -hmm. and the whole like Jay has always been really really good. And you ask anybody that's ever stepped in the ring with him. I was listening to Renee's podcast today. She to had an interview list. Yeah. She had an interview with uh with Jay and she was bringing up the fact that her husband, John Moxley knew of Jay before they started working, but he, he, even he said, you know, it wasn't until I actually got in the ring with him that I realized how 
fucking good he was and how much I could learn from him. So, and that's, that's been the thing. Jay has, he's always been really good. And, you know, for better, for worse. Yeah. He's always been sort of in the shadow of, of Adam and, and edge. And I don't think it's, I don't think it was by design. I think that's just, you know, how it was. Um, but, you know, and Jay's had his moments when Jay went to TNA, he showed exactly mm-hmm. what, you know, everybody else do. knew. Yeah. And I just, I, maybe Vince never saw it. I mean, well, you know, the jokes are always out there that, you know, Vince always thought he was a creepy looking bastard and, you know, weird, weird looking guy. Um, wow. But Jay is fantastic. And I will say this, I, I was thrilled when he showed up at Rumble. I was, I had no idea. That was, he played that one very close to his chest. Uh, only a few people knew that he was cleared. Um, and the fact that he gets to do it and he's been medically cleared, he, the doctor has said that, you know, he is I no, ask a question no worse off now than he would have been seven, eight years ago, like uh, any other time in his career. I want to ask a question about that. For, we won't spend too much time on this for yeah. a second. You have a bit of insight because you're buddies and stuff, but yeah. listen. AEW signed Sting. Sting wasn't supposed to like move after what Seth Rollins did to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, then we get, you know, Jay, you know, getting that sort of like pat, like, you know, clearance. And I guess obviously yep. he got clearance through WWE. But like, uh, is no. there a difference clear? Is there clearance protocol that's different all the way around? Uh, no, you know no, much I, about I mean, that? I, I'm not completely like, I know that Jay went to, um, it's, uh, it's a con- it's a concussion yeah specialists uh, in in Tampa, which were the same. I think it was the same place that he originally went seven years ago when you know he was diagnosed hmm. and they were working through all that. Um, but there, I, I I believe there are there are standard medical uh, yeah established guidelines and levels. Like there's serious ass testing. Like he, he was saying in the, in Renee's podcast that he had to go and he did this initial test with his doctor in, in Tampa. And then he went to, I think it was Pennsylvania uh, to see another doctor where they did like the bigger barrage of tests, like five hours of intense where he's working out and he's got these special goggles on that shine lights and, and, and are, and are, mm. you know, making sure that, you know, his reactions to based on, on the exertion and all that stuff. So I, I don't think it's just a willy nilly, like, all right, Vince, we got a guy. Yeah. He checks off these boxes. Maybe. I feel I believe- like there were, yeah, I always, I, I just felt like it was, it was like, oh, well, <laughs> Not Vince won't Vince won't There's, let me wrestle, so I'll go to AEW. They'll let me wrestle, no. and, I, and I'm always worried that. And I can't imagine Tony Khan would be like that. But anyways, no, no. But but again, in in this case, I know for for sure that he, you know, he was medically cleared out. Like nobody in him. the wrestling world knew. Good for him. Uh, I, so it's too bad that that Royal Rumble moment didn't happen in front of a whole bunch of fans. And, and now it's thing, blown my whole WrestleMania uh, timeline thing out that I had about him turning on yeah. Adam. So now no, it's all it's, messed up. Someone better turn on Adam, or I'm going to be all messed up. But I'm, I'm I'm thrilled for him. I think this is a great opportunity. I know that everybody in AEW is absolutely over the moon mm. uh, that he's there because not only is a great, he can still go, uh, but he gives you so much on the yeah. on the back end from uh, an experience, you know, a, a producer side. He's there's a lot of young guys and girls at AEW that he can really do a lot of great work, and and it's. You know, it's closer-ish to home. I mean, Jacksonville to Tampa. Yeah, yeah. Um, and plus, the cool thing is that his daughter is going to get to see him in a ring. 
and perform, uh, you know, in, in front of hopefully bigger crowds as we get through the pandemic, uh, which is awesome. And his daughter is a huge ham. She is, she is like Jay. She loves the spotlight. So it, she's going to be loving, loving seeing him do all, Can't wait all to this see great it. stuff. Yeah, Chris, you got some wrestling stuff. questions for Mike. Yes. Oh yeah. Check this out. Okay. So I'll try and okay. go. Then we, we'll let him go. So we then got, we'll let him go to bed. Okay. <laughs> so I want you to pick. The okay. best era of wrestling and company. Oh, come on. Really? Yep. Oh, dude. Yeah, man. This is, this is all going to add up to something though. Okay. The best era. Yeah. So give me the best era. Like what, you know, you can uh, even take one so year. There's so many variables. There's so many variables. You got to pick one. I, that's, that's why these are intense for you, my friend. That's why these are like for you. But from, for a nostalgic point of view, the, the mid eighties uh, is, is always going to be, for me that 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 was it because back then i didn't know any better and i totally. i was as pure the magic was there the magic the, was there so you know, if you could take any era it would so what what company though i'll, I'll take i'll take 1986 okay. wwf 1986 because that was the year we still you know we had hogan we had orndorff we had bundy with the british bulldogs um you know, that was just sort of Macho Man was, was kind of coming into his own. And uh, I mean, that was a really like 86, 87 when you get into WrestleMania. Like there, there's a span in there that for WrestleMania me, three, man. that's Come the goal. On. You know, now, who's your, who's your, what announcer do you put in there? What announcer? Who's your main oh, announcer? Who's oh Gorilla Monsoon. Okay, cool. Okay, okay. Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse the Body, or yeah. you know, well, even even the Brain, Gorilla and and, and the Brain. Okay. Back then, those guys told they told the best stories. I thought you might have took it. You might have took like an old AWA or an old NW and brought them in there and mixed things well, up. Well, no, that's thing. cool. That's I, cool. I I grew up in a I grew up in an area where I I didn't get NWA until. I was well into, uh, you yeah. know, my late teens almost, uh, you know, I, I read would, a lot I about get, it in the magazines and then when I would visit oh, Florida, it. then you'd, yes. you'd, be like, oh, you'd be at a motel room, oh my God, it's Ric Flair fighting, like Sting, what the hell? Yeah. And you'd I can't leave now, mom, you know, like, we got to go. I have but, a uh, greater, that, I have a greater appreciation now for AWA and yeah. NWA from the seventies and eighties, which is funny because Adam and I, we, we joke, we'll, we'll text each other YouTube videos like, dude, Bockwinkle, you know, here's here's a whole series of matches. Oh, like here's Andre in Japan fighting Stan Hansen. Like, mm-hmm, right? I love I love going back now and and Which being able to watch that stuff and appreciate it. But it, when if you're picking an era, 80, 85 to eighty seven, WWF, that's my childhood. That's where I still believed it was all you know real. You gr- you're gonna put Gorilla and Jesse in there. Gorilla and Jesse, or Gorilla in the Brain. Okay, either, now here's the other thing. Now here's the yeah. cool part. You, All right. I want you to pick a men's champion, a tag team champion, a women's champion, but from any era that you think would be really cool to bring these people into this era and see them wrestle in this era that you picked. In this, and to bring into this era? Yeah, from uh, any, from way back, from, oh, from now, wow. from like, like, if you want to make Edge the champion, you think that would be a really cool thing, then do it. But if you think there'd be somebody else that you could pick from any, and make, so, I'll, you know I'll, what I'm talking I'll, about? Like, I would have You're loved Thanosing to, the wrestling world right now. Okay, I I loved I would have loved to have seen The Rock in the in that Hogan 80s era. We did see it Ooh. later on, but I would have loved to have seen The Rock because I think he was built for that larger than life big character. I think that would could he have he possibly been, been bigger Mike though. Oh, like he wouldn't I, have been bigger, I don't think. I, I I don't know. I just, I think he would have fit 
really sure. well into that time period. Okay, okay so he'd be, um, he'd be your men's champion. He'd be my women's men's champion. champion. Women's champion, I would have thrown Bailey in there. Uh, really? I think Bailey would have fit. She would have been the to go from face Bailey to heel Bailey in that time period would have mm-hmm. been mind blowing. Uh, and I think it might've actually, uh, drawn in more female viewers earlier, uh, than, than it did. And because nice. back then we had Miss Elizabeth was essentially the, right. the face of women's wrestling, even though she wasn't much of a wrestler yeah, as a manager, you know, yeah, you had, Fabulous Moolah, you had uh, the Jumping Forever. Bomber Angels, you had oh. uh, Wendy Richter was was sort of tail end, Sherry Martell yeah. uh, was, oh, was AWA and stuff. Yeah. So, But I think Bailey would have, I, I would have loved to have seen Bailey back and then. And as far as tag teams go. Yeah, so who is going to fight with uh, these awesome tag teams from any other era that you would bring in there that would be amazing? Uh, so who would be the champ? Who would be the, the top runner in, in 86, 87? Who'd be the top factual? Or are you talking yeah, like, an actual at that actual time? Who was was that? Uh, well, that was that was beefcake? Bulldogs, Valentine Beefcake, and then the Bulldogs. Uh, then you got into the Heart Foundation. Heart Foundation. Okay, and, cool. So, who would you take Force. into that era from any other spot and make them like you know, give them the the titles? Oh, and give them the titles. We'll bring them in. Who? who what? What other? Te- what taking from any other era? Do you this think is, would? Uh, WWF. Uh, I see if it was NWA, I would say the revival or FTR would have. Oh, wow. Wow. They, they would have fit into, they would have fit into NWA eighties in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, but WWF, this is going to sound bizarre. Chris Jericho and MJF. Oh no, it doesn't sound bizarre. Oh, actually that sounds perfect. Cause that's what uh, they remind me of. Is that, that, that they, I gotta wow. tell you guys, there wouldn't, the, uh, they the, okay, so the FTR and the oh. revival and Jericho MGF wouldn't exist without that time. No, but oh, I'm just now, saying to put oh, them in there. But yeah, oh, yeah, true. That's a, that's a really wow. good point. That is a that's really a good, very point. good point. So, so what a great idea to bring. Yeah. So, so there's your anyway. There's your Thanos yeah. wrestling world, that's, my friend, and that that's uh, pretty rad. So yeah. Your, your I, champion I back then would be The Rock fighting with Hogan. Yeah. Your women's champion would be Bailey battling it out with, we'll say, Wendy Richter because or Fabulous Moolah at that time, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And then your and then, tag team would be like, uh, what was MJF, it? MJF, and uh, Chris Jericho would oh, be right in the middle with the Bulldogs, uh, the Bulldogs. and, and, and yeah. the Foundation. Wow. Yeah, it would be. That, I like that would, it. That's, that's a tough one, man. I have that's, to put on the list for this. Well, that's a fun one, though, right? Like, because you're, yeah, yeah, I put a lot of thought into that one, buddy. Yeah. I want, I really well, want to hear your that's opinion. That's excellent. On that. Well, like I said, if it was NW, if we did this with NWA, like a, a yeah, totally, a, then I would, you know, I would probably have said, uh, you know, well, at that point, wow. think about who was in the magazines. Oh, it was Nikita Koloff and and uh, somebody else. You had the Road Warriors, Rick, Devon Eriks, you know, there's. I've been yeah, watching that, so much of just the quick. Wow. Um, you know what? You know when they do the spotlights on the different territories mm-hmm. on the yeah. YouTube channels? Mm-hmm. I found one that was two hours long and I just did all of them. And I've been watching that while I've been like just, you know, mm-hmm. drawing or whatever, man, going through all I'm, the territories. I'm telling you, man, so that there's, there's something about, you know, the 70s and 80s wrestling. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful, dude. It's- I, I, I really hope. And, and I, I'm seeing shades of it now mm-hmm. that some of, some of the guys, you know, the real, you know, the ones that study, you know, you, Mm-hmm. Study the past because it will help with the future. And uh, I think there's a lot of stuff that they can draw from back then. They're already that starting to so do four horsemen. So there we go with some of those guys. Wow. They, yeah. That's uh, like all this being like the leader of that group with FDR and those well, guys. Well, it's funny because I, I actually, uh, I, I messaged uh, 
Cash Wheeler, mm-hmm. um, Daniel, after the the uh, AEW Dynamite where they came out with J.J. Dillon and Tully yeah. and, and it was the yeah. six man with uh, the Jurassic Express. And I said to him, like, dude, you have no idea how excited I was not only to see Tully and J.J. out there, but the fact that you guys, because I know, like, I know how much those guys love and worship you know, Tully, Arn, JJ, like I know how much that meant That's to cool. them That's and really cool. watching that, I was like, dude. And I'm, I'm like, tell me that he goes, dude, it was, it was surreal. And I said, I, I absolutely bet it was. So I got some I catching up to do on AEW. I've been late. Yeah. I've been, I've, I've been thankful that I've had a lot of gigs lately and I've been drawing a lot and working on a lot of things that have a lot of workshops. Nice. So I, yeah, I haven't been able to dive in. I've, I found that I've been, uh, watching a lot of inspirational documentaries and things like comic books and then true <laughs> yeah. crime. You know what I mean? I found some good ones, but yeah, yeah it's just, I, I have to have a, I have that vibe. I have to have a, a vibe going into my office. I shut the door and I don't know. I get into different TV shows I could and spend movies days and stuff, on that right? stuff. And I just, I'm just like, Oh my God, I got stuck in a wrestling rabbit hole the other day. And I'm like, oh, I gotta, you know, cause there's so when's many... the new uh, dark side of the ring coming out. I, I start soon. Amazing. I believe soon. I believe I I'm so. very curious to see what's going to happen now. I, I don't know if you guys heard like the WWE network. They, they had that big deal Peacock, with NBC yeah. Peacock. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's March 18th where, where I guess WrestleMania will be the first pay-per-view that's going to be mm-hmm. strictly M- and NBC Peacock version of the WWE network. Ah. I got an email because I, I, I actually have a subscription for the WWE network that's based out of the States, which means I'm going to lose the app mm-hmm. and lose the access to it, which sucks. Because right. up here it will be shite like it is. Yeah. And... Uh, it's it's never you know it's never been quite the same like i i've, mm-hmm. I've seen both and i i noticed the difference but what what's happening is apparently when they do this flip over to nbc not all of the content is going to be available off the bat mm-hmm. so a lot of the stuff that i have now is not going to be on peacock until probably the fall maybe even later and i was joking with uh, another friend of mine who was asking about um uh, Jay about Christian, actually Tim Beresford, who's one of the writers, the other writers on uh, the ENC show. I said, I'm, 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 I'm really curious because it seems like there's not too many guys and girls left that were on our show uh, that are with WWE anymore. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'll be very curious to see if now that Jay is gone, if you know the ENC show gets buried. You know, faster than you know, Carlito was back in the ruthless aggression era. Uh, I, I'd be curious to see if, if it gets buried. So I, I think I might have to like go online and, and find copies of it before I lose the network because I have nothing. I've that's my only link to to the show is having the WWE network, and I, I got this sneaking suspicion. I know Adam's still there, but I don't know. One half of it's with the uh, with the other team now. Yeah, craziness. Not, definitely shape. not going to promote it. So, but Michael, anyway, yes. Thanks for joining us this week. Hey, man, thanks yeah, for buddy. having me back. Uh, the two-hour marathon, man. It's been episode crazy. today, man. We covered a lot of ground today. Yeah, and and thanks for retweeting that thing. I, I was totally stoked today. I had no idea that that, that uh, Cineplex. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> another buddy of mine had had tweeted out and he's like you got to see this and i'm like really somebody actually so i just hopped in the booth and i did the little you know i i did it as a one-off for this guy that tweeted awesome. like thanks man, you know he's hugh, you know he's uh hugh hugh who is huge on tiktok right now 
Who's that? Voice actors. Oh. Yeah, you know what? I've but I'm yeah. saying the guy. Like I understand, like the the stay behind the veil yeah. and all no, the rest of it. But no, there's, there's a funny thing that's happening where the guys are like, "I'm the voice of this person," and then they do a thing, and then they got yeah. the guy doing the thing. They're huge right now, just so you know. They're so huge. we're bouncy girls. There's there's <laughs> another <laughs> there's another thing now. It's it's called the voiceover challenge, which right. there's some guy. It's a voice actor in Canada. I think he's out in the West Coast. Did this thing where it's four scripts, and it's like, here you go ahead and read these four in in the sixty seconds. And I, maybe I'm just old and jaded. I'm just like, who gives a shit? You know mm-hmm. what? Like, whatever. But today, I I legitimately thought it was very cool that somebody you know, actually said they missed hearing Tommy Texter. So I thought, you know what, nice. I'll just do it. And then, you know, I had no idea, but Cineplex hasn't even followed me yet on Twitter. They finally did today. So oh, thank there you, you go. <laughs> but I will Good. say uh, uh, kudos to uh, uh, to all the, the cats at Cineplex. And Darren Solomon, who uh, was the guy behind the idea for Theater Etiquette and who brought me on board originally, like almost 11 years ago for this thing. So, And it's now part of the Canadiana. Woo-hoo! Now, I'd like nice. to say this. is that This is the part where I asked Mike, where can we find you? But I'm going to answer it right now because check this out watching the canucks every single day on sports <laughs> i hear uh the canucks and leaves or whatever i hear mike's voice on everything and i'm like whatever yeah. to the point where the kids are upstairs going oh that's mike on the thing and i'm like yeah <laughs> nice. there we go what does he do uh, what, what do you got everything new, uh, everything was it? Every new single Kit commercial Kat. on Sportsnet is now. Oh, Mike. nice! Right on. New Kit Kat Chunky is twenty percent chunkier. So there's okay. that one. The Kit Kat oh, Chunky, and there's also Bodog.net, Bodog, which yeah. you know, and um, oh, and so Sobeys. Let's not, let's not forget Sobeys. that when the hockey game and Sobeys is a big one. When the hockey game ends in our house, the switch over to Home and Garden for some of those like, <laughs> hey, let's go. What's going on with the yeah. uh, the the Reno show? Oh, who's there? Mike. Close captioning. This so program is brought to you by. Yes. Exactly. So, so, so I'm, That's I'm everywhere, man. Me. That's where you can find me. But yes. And uh, Adam, who who gets the uh, center ice package uh, down where he is in North Carolina, <laughs> he'll get the uh, Sportsnet feeds and we'll be texting during Leaf games constantly. Nice. And he's like, he's like, dude. Back to back, it's like yeah, Kit Kat Chunky followed by Sobies. It's almost <laughs> to the, it's almost to the point where like when you've started, and I'm I have to say this, it's almost to the point where when you started on this podcast, I heard you a little bit, but since you've been on the podcast, <laughs> I hear you everywhere. So I'm pretty confident true. that yeah. that yeah. it's. Uh, I mean, Connect you're a talented dots. dude, Mike. You're a talented uh, dude, but um, thanks, man. I appreciate. If you want to launch your career, I think you need to make an appearance on the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Hey. Uh, as as the uh, ENC pot of awesomeness used to say, they were rocket strapping uh, various talents. Uh, this show is uh, giving me the escalator ride up. There you no. go. I like that. And on like the handrail. That. Thanks for coming on this week, Mike. Hey, thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, I'm Appreciate it. Oh. With a question to ponder before we okay. have you on the next right. time, uh, right. which is this. And I'll leave you with this. Okay. Standing by. Ready? Okay. Is Vince McMahon. A silent partner in AEW. Oh, that's Brent's I'm hidden like it. I'm leaving it and we'll talk soon. That's his aliens. That's his ancient aliens theory. Aliens my ancient aliens. Thing, Mike. It's that's coming. It's like George, whatever that guy's name is. Aliens! I'm leaving it. I'll Mr. let you mull it. We'll mull it over. Guys, Thanks, always buddy. Take care, Thanks, boys. Mike. Mike, take that's care, Mike pal. Good, cheers. Good to chat with you, buddy. Good to see ya. Train kept it rolling all night okay. long. So, so mental note, if I have something to promote, do it at the beginning of the show. <laughs>
Now nah, we're going to get into Skeletron. Let's Holy go. Holy cow. It's two hours, man. Doesn't Nobody's, matter. What, what's anyone else doing? No one's They're doing not nothing. Here. But watching this show, Skeletron. Issue issue number two of Skeletron is now available. It's on Patreon. Go to patreon.com. Put in Machete Comics. That's all you got to do, man. Even just Google Machete Comics. It'll come up. We're selling the uh, digital copies now for $4 Canadian. $4 Canadian. Now, what we're doing now is a plan, though. We're taking the money that you spend on our digital comic, and it's all going towards our printed issue, okay? So we need $500, though. So um, I don't have 500 bucks, man. I really don't. If I did, I'd just pay for it, but I'm not like, you know, I don't have like this huge, uh, I'm not royalty. (laughs) You are. (laughs) I don't know. Shetty royalty, right? Music. Anyway, um, so we're trying to generate money so we can print the damn thing because we want prints, but we need 500 bucks to do it. I don't have 500 bucks, but I would love if people could buy the uh, the digital copy. We have one, issue one's available. Now issue two's available. It's yeah. a great story, I think. It's uh, centered on in Kingston here. Um, the new issue comes out. The military has got involved, and uh, I really enjoy it because I get to... The main guy in the military is an old friend of mine named Sean Burwell, and mm-hmm. his name is Shane Burhell, and he's already cleared me that I can talk about him, and he's not going to sue me. He's a very, very, very <laughs> awesome dude who has worked in the military. He, well, he is, he is the military. Like he was in the Iraqi wars and all that stuff, uh, representing Canada, and yeah. he had some, there's some stuff he told. He was the first. Well, I'll just say he was the first one in and the last one out on the things he did. So he had some crazy stories for me. So I, I'm really uh, uh, having this character shadowing Sean, which is great. And he swears a lot. So there's a lot of beeping. And but as I say, it's it's um, mature subject matter and it's mature language. There's there's not really any sex in there or nudity. There isn't actually, there's no sex or nudity in it, but it's the swearing and the violent nature that I think that some parents and kids may not be able to wrap their heads around yet. But you know, if I you're see. a young adult, an adult, hey man, you're gonna love this stuff. It's friggin' great. And I'm hoping it to be the next Walking Dead. Um, and we got the green light for another project that we're working on here is going to be the kids side of things. So I've just been plugged into some great things in Kingston that I'm gonna talk about later. And uh, great opportunities for a children's comic book slash children's show now that we will slowly be evolving as well. So I have to switch gears a bit because I actually have um, issue four all illustrated and ready to go. The problem we have is, is transferring it to the computer and adding the dialogue and all, mm-hmm. all the other things to it with everything going on. It's just it's a two-man operation, just myself and my wife. Mm-hmm. So it, it took a little longer. But issue two is available, my friends. It's out there. Um, it, and the military is involved now. The fade to black is going on, man. Crazy stuff is afoot in Kingston. Lots of evil demons, but there's lots more to it than that. I just spit right on myself. Well, it's uh, um, we'll put it up obviously for everyone to buy and do yeah, the rest. Patreon. Of it. Now just you put Patreon. it on Patreon, but um, it was available on something else before. Well, it was on Blurb, but Blurb was taking a little bit of money off us, so we had to charge five dollars. So mm-hmm. and plus. Patreon goes towards us actually being able to print sure. it, which is what we want to do. We want to take the money that we're getting from this digital copy and put it towards the actual printed copy. Sure. So it's not when you buy the digital copy, you're not buying me beer or, you know, the local cannabis shop or like even food. You're not yeah. buying me that. What you're doing is you're helping us get um, further our, our dreams of having a comic company and getting our printed copy out there. Like not as, as cheesy as it sounds, man, that's what it is. You know, in another five years, I'll be, I'll have a, a Patreon started for me to be like a wrestling manager. And then, and then when I'm in my seventies, I'll have one to get me to be a game show host. But right now mm. it's this comic book. 
And I, I, I love it. I have such, it's, I, we're on issue two. I have up to issue 50 in my noggin all ready to go here. And then I could keep going after that. I could have cartoons. I could have TV shows, movies, but I do need a little bit of help right now. I, I will admit that. Yeah. Everyone go buy it and we're going to put it up everywhere. Um, yep. Check it out on the, on the Patreon um, for Chris Machete and Machete Comics, uh, Skeletron issue two. Um, yes. For those patiently waiting, uh, it's here. It's finally it is. here. It is. So Patreon this time, no more, no more of the, Blurb, we're not on there anymore, as I mentioned. But I get $4. It's a dollar cheaper. Great. And all your money goes towards us printing it. There's, that's Four bucks not... is better than five bucks. Well, that's what I'm saying, right? Like every dollar counts. And especially once you start buying like 24 issues, you're going to save $24, right? So... You've been watching tonight on all the platforms, everybody. The audio version of this is not going to come out until Friday. Uh, so Thursday, uh, the next couple of days, we're going to run a pretty, ha- we're going to hammer a pretty decent Patreon um, uh, campaign all over all of our platforms to really get, uh, get it out there. And, um, and 500 uh, bucks is what we need to make to print. Um, how many copies do we get out of that, Lonnie? We get 100 copies out of $500. Okay. So that's the price. That's the lowest price we found for the best yeah. quality and for a normal size comic, right? That, that's the best we've got. Um, Canadian prices. You obviously can't buy these in the States. So that's what we're looking for is $500 to right. print one, 100 copies of, of issue number one. And um, I've already got just comic book companies in comic book stores in the area that I'm going to be uh, distributing them to. Mm-hmm. So um, I, that's a whole other thing I'm going to have to tackle if anybody from out of the area wants them. So that's, I, I just need money a little bit of, and I'm not, it's not like I'm asking you to give me the money. I just want you to buy my comic book, right? There's posters comic. in there you can buy too. Like, I'm not just asking you to give me money. Yeah. It's not like that. All right, my wife's giving me the sign to stop talking about it. This is what we do. This is what we, I mean, we're in this thing. We've started a, a pod uh, about um, pop culture and stuff and, and our co-host and, and, and co-owner of this thing has a comic book and we want you to read it and we want you to buy it and we want you to support local. Uh, you're supporting local for every single thing. Everyone's on a support local kick right now for everything. Um, Anti-Amazon this, anti-this. Well, then <laughs> put your money where your mouth is and let's, uh, let's see you buy something. Uh, that will actually do some great and um, go to a, a killer cause because it just grows from there in Kingston. Uh, the city of Kingston is a very big supporter of what Chris is doing there. And yes. Um, yes, let's give them They're every opportunity to keep promoting Chris. And also what's going to turn into that is it's basically going to move it to uh, a th- uh, give Chris an ability to help kids learn about comic book art. It's going to help. It's just going to bring more awareness to what Chris is doing. I'll be able to hire some kids. I'll be able to hire some kids to draw comic book art or some people out there. Like I would love to have like four comic books on the go and just be like, Hey, I'm just running the show here and writing a little bit, man. Like, yeah. Like I, I'm definitely want to pour back into the industry. Yeah. So we covered a lot of stuff today, man. And I, I, you know, one of the, you know, one of the things I wanted to touch on too, with the Wanda, which we didn't touch on just yet was the, um, the writing of the female character and just the writing in general, how they brought it all together. And two of my favorite lines were delivered by vision, which is what is grief, if not love persevering. And I thought when that delivery was done was just amazing at the end of episode eight, when Wanda was kind of freaking out and, 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 you know, but losing everything. And, you know, it, I just thought it was such a great line. And then the line that won the whole thing for me were, which for me, the delivery, the setup, the everything has to put WandaVision in some kind of category for writing uh, for really, sure. Really um, and also has to elevate um, Paul Bettany. 
And uh, it really was all of them. Um, the, the three main characters were. Fantastic. I'm just saying, I'm just talking about like obviously. Yeah, uh, no, just all of them. There was Elizabeth no Olsen's going to get uh, of the a main nomination. Catherine Hahn's going to get a nomination, but Paul I hope Bettany so. needs to get a nomination. I've been a voice with no body, a body but not human. Uh, uh, now a memory made real. Who knows what I might be next? We have said goodbye before, so it stands to reason. Wanda says we'll say hello again, and I just was like, the writing is just unbelievable and the delivery of that and then you know it, it comes out and then the boys leave and she leaves so they kind of touched on uh they they tackled a little bit about what you talked about at the beginning which was she's going to lose her boys she's going to lose vision and she's going to go evil oh i nailed that man i yeah. nailed that to a t we, we got to go back to these clips and show yeah that, there's you know? so much there's a highlight reel we're coming up on 25 episodes Just nailed so much of this the agatha so thing I, na- I nailed before it even came out about her being like Athic agatha harkis yeah all the fun. hot but, takes buddy they're all coming here so um wow. All right, so next week, uh, we're going to talk a little bit earlier. So next week, we've got Tim from Protest the Hero coming yes, on. Yes, we hey, do. Tim, Our good friend, Tim. from We've known Tim since he was a wee little nargan. And we recorded his first just, music, uh, my friends. Just nominated for a Juno Award for their record. Uh, Congratulations. Uh, the, the medal category, which is great. So it we'll is. have him on next week. Um, lots more to cover. Uh, yeah, a few exciting. things going that's on. Exciting. With, a few things going on with kids on the network, uh, Twitch. So, uh, Chris, go ahead on what you're doing on there. Well, I do my guitars. Um, I didn't do it this week, but uh, we're just working on it. I, I, I got to get a, a concrete time for everybody out there. Sure. I knew when I, I noticed when I jumbled the times a bit on you guys, you're, you're here and there, but that's cool. So I got to get the guitar uh, lessons in chat. Um, basically, I was doing it on Mondays. Um, I just got to talk to the network and see what we got going on. There's lots going on in the network. So many cool things. Um, and then, uh, you know, there's, I'm always playing some video games and stuff. And that and kind of thing. And uh, I, you had the Wanda breakdown. You didn't do the Wanda breakdown this week after the after the. No, no, I was like, I'm so busy, man. Yeah, like, I, I still think that good. has like, to happen. I, I still think I, I, might, I draw a lot. Right? Like I do a lot of commissions and mm. I do a lot of artwork. I've done some work for the the uh, company here, and I did. Uh, and then I had a workshop, dude. I was doing on yeah. Tuesday for the film festival for the Canadian Independent Film Festival. It was huge and it was massive. And there'll be more to come on that later. Those guys for giving us passes to give away. Yeah, yeah. How about that? And who was the gentleman that won the passes there? Uh, I've got him in here now. But anyways, congratulations. What (laughs) a great guy! Because he kept coming. It was something about a nailer or something. Or like it it was. It was great. He kept posting. um, Thanks, buddy. Whoever. uh, Yeah. Wherever you are, and however I'll bring that up. But the. so lots Film going on there, which was, which was killer. Um, and now um, Lonnie has produced something for us, for our friends at Blue Microphones. Yeah. So we're going to leave off here and let you guys go yeah, with some absolutely. blue. We're going to let right. uh, let everybody go uh, with blue. So that's the Kids on the Escalator podcast for this yes. week. Uh, and what a pod. We covered Wanda. Holy we covered cow. radio. We covered JJ's brand new show. We covered so red, many, dude. so many things. We covered wrestling. We covered everything. Uh and a huge thanks to our friends at Blue Microphones for giving us these MixFi headphones, oh, the Blue Yeti X that we're speaking through and almost everyone was speaking through this week. And um, just a really, really great group over there. Big, huge thanks to the Dean Blundell Network for hosting us. As always, thank yes. you to you, the viewer and the listener, for listening every single week. We're having a blast doing this show. We're covering a lot of things. And thanks uh, anything, to Super Zuka from this mug. Super Zuka for that mug. Absolutely. Um Man. And thanks to my parents for watching again. I always know there's one viewer out there. 
Speaking of mugs, there you go. Yeah, the escalator mug, right? Escalator mug. You can uh, do that. And if there's anything you want us to cover or talk about on the show, please let us know. And we're or if you want to be on the show, man, we're not snobs. If you really think you know your stuff and you want to come in here and talk about something with us, music-wise, pop culture-wise, like you know, well, uh, we might even dedicate a show to your subject if if uh, we think it's really cool, man. Lots of cool stuff coming up. Lots of cool stuff. Join us next week with Tim from Protest the Hero. Uh, We're back next Tuesday night and uh, good times. Rad dudes. Thanks, everybody. Cue the commercial. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate.